Okay, Tom, our OG sponsor, Silver Cross. Silver Cross. Silver Cross Subreach Gym and everybody listening is your go-to place for any quality home accessibility equipment you are looking for. Okay, where are they located? 760 Notre Dame Avenue here in Sudbury or call them at 705-222-0700. They're here to keep your loved ones in, in the home longer, in their home comfort longer, right, Mace? Yeah, you can get chair chairlifts all the way up to uh, not just a single uh, stairwell. You can go stairwell to stairwell with the little, I don't know what you call that overhanging flat part, but it's awesome. It lets, at least Versatile. my, I have family members that it's allowed them, Silver Cross came in, put the lift in, it's allowed them to stay in their house uh, throughout their older age. And uh, it's really something you can't put a price on if you really think about it. Love it. Tom. One more thing to say. When you go visit them on 760 Notre Dame Avenue, like I mentioned, you will see Dean and Chantel Jacqueline, who are the owners. And trust me, they are first-class people and will make your experience visiting Silver Cross a great one. Service is everything. We love Silver Cross. And with that, Mason, bring in that sweet April wine. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. To stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on, people, live with me where the light has never shone. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds speaking in a foreign tongue. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life, my life. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life. Okay, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to week 114 of Behind the Bench, a different type of podcast for the boys um, this week. We got Tommy and myself. We're kind of just going to break down the week that the boys just had, um, chat about it, and then we're going to send it off to about an hour or so-ish of um, a four-pack, as well as just a roundtable discussion of various Northern Ontario topics and hockey topics with Cole McKay, Brett Jacklin, and Jacob Homer Holmes. Um, so a different look at the podcast today. Um, but yeah, I'll send it over to uh, Tommy Tomislav Lyles. Tommy, how you doing, buddy? How you feeling? Also, there is breaking news in that interview of one of the three guests. So make sure yeah. to go tune into that. It's right at the start, I believe, Chimino. Um, Buddy. I, uh, pure exhaustion. I don't know. Uh, you know, it was finally nice to have a nice dinner tonight and relax in the basement of an air conditioning house after the day we had yesterday. What a weekend. Uh, feels like we did not stop doing content for a month straight. Uh, obviously really good for our pod to get tons of tons of content out. I'm doing good, man. Uh, I honestly thought I was going to be more sore, Jim. Than, uh, than I expected. Do have a <laughs> the Twitter post was great that you did with the lower back pain. I do have lower back pain. I do have rib pain. Uh, just tiring though, man. It's so hot. It didn't help how hot it was. Honestly, it was such a gorgeous day and the longest day of the year. Why they do it on that day is fantastic because you know we got sunlight forever. It felt like I even got home chimp and it was still sunny out. But um, man, I'm doing good. I'm excited to recap the weekend we had. 
you're unbelievable on the socials again, Chim, with this post today. You know, the 10 pick collage was uh, was fire. We'll get into every basically every Thanks, topic bud. of that of that collage. And uh, yeah, I had a little five day vacay. I took Thursday and Friday off, and then Monday off as well. So back to work today was a little bit of a grind after the weekend we just had, but hey, managed to get through the day. And uh, I was gonna say one more thing. Oh, I went to um, Sapporo Chim for a little sushi today at lunch. Oh, you went to Sapporo. Went to Sapporo. A little coworker wanted to go, and I said I haven't had it in How a while. How was it? I I heard it's like the best in the city. I've the never best. gone. I'm a the big best. sushi guy. Well, had a little lunch special, so you get you choose between two. It's six not all pa- you can eat, eh? No, two six pack of rolls. Um, different flavors. So I got California Dynamite, and then it comes with a soup to start, and then tempura as well. So two pieces of tempura, twelve rolls, and a little miso soup. Unreal. So uh, Cassio, solid. his dad, I saw half a Scotia. You just you go out of the office. It's nice to get a little refresh, and I go back for the afternoon grind. I almost wanted to have a nap, but um, yeah, man, doing good. Lots of stuff coming up this weekend. Like I mean. It never ends, it feels like, in the summer, but that's the time to do stuff. And last Thursday, before I forget, I was in the Chambers Comber- Chambers Com- Chamber of Commerce Golf Tournament at Timberwolf Thursday. So um, shout out to our partners, BDC, Business Development Canada, at Sheldon, uh, Sheldon Roof for putting a good foursome together. We ended up coming first, Chim, retroed. So T1, you want to call us, tied for first, minus 10. And a little four-man scramble. Scrambles are the best. And we had, uh, we had a little two-man scramble, me and you. Um, I'm on Vista, and we had a scramble Sunday and the Father's Day, which we'll get into that. But other than that, I'm gonna stop talking. How are you doing? How is your body feeling? I haven't even talked to you today. Yeah, first off, shout out Sheldon, my former uh, volleyball coach. Yeah, there you go, man. I found that out mid round. Um, body, you know, it. I felt it today. I really did. Um, I will say to the listeners, Jim. I got home last night and I had I had the doggy shower, like head over the water, you know, letting it just hit me in the face. Just sitting I, there. I was impressed with you, man. Very impressed. You know what? You, you, just... you wanted to not take a rest. And I'm like, bud, like you might really feel this tomorrow in my head. I'm like, he's just full of grinding right now. Well, I know, you know, I we're playing with JP, right? And and Stanecki, the you know, to the one probably the most hardcore people um that play in the in the golf marathon, especially JP, you know, want to keep up with the with the big dogs and you know yeah, gain that's their fair. gain their respect, you know, because a lot of people did fold and, and not play um after, but uh it was well worth it. I think we could have got uh, more. We'll talk about that a little bit uh later, but um but yeah, really felt it this morning, just tight everywhere. Tight everywhere. I think we need to do a, a BTB goes to yoga. A BTB yeah, yoga. Well, buddy, you know how bad my body is to begin with. Some days I just wake up and can't even put my socks on. Like, I don't know. It was good not yoga. to play golf today. We we played, and I said this to Mason yesterday to his face, the amount of golf we played this past weekend is accumulative to how much he's going to play this summer. So, yeah, um, crazy. We played Friday. Yeah. We played Saturday, Sunday, and an 80 on Monday. So, it's been a ridiculous week. It's been a ridiculous week of golf. I'm happy to have the night off. I don't know if I'm even going to play uh, on Wednesday. Men's night or, tomorrow, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just it's been a, a lot of golf, a long week. But, uh, but yeah, today's definitely, we're recording Tuesday night here. It's a big rest uh, 
rest night, rest day, catch up on sleep, catch up on everything. Um, it's been fantastic. Fantastic. It honestly, it's, it's been a all time week, uh, in, in my life in general. Um, let alone this summer it was a great way to kind of kick off. Cause you still got July and August to go here. Um, of the summer, even though, like this, it's already going by like ridiculously quick. We're almost mm-hmm. at the end of June already, um, mm-hmm. which is wild, but, uh, but yeah, electric, uh, electric week, um, feeling good. Yeah. And we've spent a lot of time together and uh much need a break hence why i'm on the couch right now jim because um you know it's like the yeah, relaxing office yeah, yeah yeah it's like the relaxing pod today just to kind of snap it around and uh put the blanket on and the air conditioning yeah. and just uh just talk about what we did man okay and this might go down as the busiest btb weekend uh or week in history yeah yeah it could very well be uh, he was right up there with the invite for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to BioSteel uh, performers. Um, Tom, I think we chatted about it before the podcast. Yep. I think it's just to JP Reigns and everybody that did the golf marathon. Um, I mean, not much else to say. They've raised over $100,000 um, for children's charities. Um, and Tom, you laid it out nice in, in a post about exactly where it's going to and what it's doing. It's always nice to see what it's actually doing um, when you donate to to charities. So, um, yeah, just it's a, a unique, like no one else does that type of event. No. Um, you know, usually it's just a tournament or whatever, but this is a, a golf marathon. Um, so... It was a, it was just an honor to be a part of. Um, so JP yeah. did a great job. It was well organized, um, you know, and and just it's it's all a team effort. Everyone's just out there to to support the cause and have a day out there golfing. So want to shout out to JP. Obviously, he listens to to every every episode. Loyal listener, we love him, and uh, we got to spend all eight. We played all eighty, uh, basically, of our holes with uh, with JP. So yeah, yeah. Well said, Jim. No, I was going to say, I mentioned in my post, and maybe I wanted to clarify just a little bit more. I mentioned role model, Jim. Like, he's obviously someone, um, you know, a young university student. We all looked up to him. We're all looking forward to his class. We all heard great things about how good of a prof he is. But, you know, we had a great cameo for his wife reached out to us mid-round. And I know we're going to dive into the cameos, but I thought it was a good time. You know, such a proud uh, person that JP should be for running this thing, even thinking about this idea. Um, and obviously thank you for involving us in the podcast and many years to come. It's not like we're not going to do this next year, Jim. And, um, you know, even when I was in between jobs, I met with him at the Ottawa for lunch and he took time out of his busy day to one, give me life advice, but two, just to, you know, calm me down that I will find something and end up finding something with RBC, you know, later on. And, that's just JP. He's just a stocked guy and a great character. And you mentioned it all, Jim. Just a perfect, perfect person to run this golf marathon that he does. So I want to say thank you again on behalf of myself and the pod as well for involving us. And in, honestly, a an event that, one, I was scared to be a part of just because of how many holes you play. But now that I've been through it, I can't look forward anymore till uh, next year. So, Yeah. Yeah. Well said, Tom. Well said. Yeah. Um, yeah. JP's just uh salt to the earth, best guy, uh, best guy to know. We love him. Um, c- 
couple uh, honorable mentions. Um, Tom, you mentioned the uh, Chambers Commerce tournament. There was also the Paladino Auto Group yep. tournament that me and Mason yep. got to go. That's right. And cover uh, cover the playoff. Um, for they raised over two hundred thousand dollars for uh, Neo Kids. So I mean, just money flowing everywhere to charities. Uh, this I love week it in, in golf, which is awesome. Shout out to the Paladino family, of course, uh, for for putting that on. Um, former guest Vinny and and maybe potential future bench brawl uh competitor as well so i uh, just want to you know congratulate them on another successful one they brought it back to the id2 which uh was great to see um also tom to you and uh, dino jacko jacqueline winning the father's day invitational at a whopping nine under um we'll dive into that but just want to give you a little shout out there Thanks, and buddy. finally um it is the 20th today i get a shout out to people um firstly it's my sister julia's birthday today um so give her a shout out she won a four pack with me in the siblings draft not a big deal um she just came back from uh, f1 in montreal as well oh Um, how was that for she loved it loved Loved it it? got a a nice hat from it too so did uh did she tell you the dm i sent her today no she didn't t- so I, I always text her on her birthday. You know, I see it. Your sister, huge part of, you know, your fam and stuff. So I sent her a nice little birthday text. And I said to end it off, I said, make sure Alex spoils you today. <laughs> and she goes, you have to tell him that. So I wanted to make sure you, I wanted to make sure you got your sister something. That. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good, Tom. Good yeah. Stuff. Ben, and also, I don't know if you had another shout out, Jim, about, no. Yeah, it's it's also my aunt uh, Sheila's okay. birthday as well. So they share a birthday, which is pretty cool in the family. I think they're the only ones that share a birthday. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Happy birthday well, to as well. Love her as the Sheila the best. She uh, did my hair um, for the longest time until uh, obviously uh, I don't need it done anymore. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, those are the best performers time you get. Anything yeah, just one more honorable mention. And I did DM her as well. Girlfriend of the show. Our girlfriend of one of the guys on the show, Roberto Bagnato's girlfriend, Brienne, celebrated a birthday today as well. So, Oh, wow. Uh, yes. What a day. Yeah, Robbie B took the day off, actually, Chim, for, uh, not for Brienne, you know, to, to treat her to a good day. I know she's a listener. I know he's a listener and a huge part of our show. And, uh, you know, Robbie did a lot for the golf marathon for us this week, too, under the radar with uh, all the raffle tickets. So, shout out, Robbie B. I know you're listening. We love you. And I hope you had a good day with your girlfriend celebrating Brienne's birthday so shout out Brienne electric Twitter um okay let's let's talk about the week uh weekend slash week um Tom so Sue trip uh oh my Homer God, picks dude. the boys up just pure excitement this has been planned in the making since since the day after UNB won uh national championship and sorry and confirmed the day after the Windsor Spitfires lost in the first round of the playoff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we got a date set, um, which is awesome. And uh, we made it work. A lot of people had to sacrifice time and other plans, but um, we got up there. I mean, the Sioux's just a, what a town. What a yeah. town, first of all. Yeah. We, we nosedived right into Pinos as soon as we got there, Tom. We got a nice lad read at Pinos. And, uh, and uh, went right to McKay's, met the doc right away, and then obviously met met uh, Cynthia later, um, and just what a, a top notch family. Yeah. Um, first yeah. of all, for hosting me and a complete stranger, um, but uh, obviously they've been building for the Sioux Greyhounds forever. 
Um, yeah. So they should be a biosuit performer uh, mm-hmm. as well for obviously putting up with us for a couple of days and having us at the house. Um, we had an absolute time uh, with them, which was, uh, which was awesome. And just as soon as we got there, the vibes were just flying. Eh, Tom? Just yeah. flying. And honestly, there's nothing better than, and everybody knows, listening knows this as well. When you're on a road trip towards, you know, wherever you're going and you're with a group of buddies and you're just catching up, it's a lot better than, you know, seeing them quickly at a golf course or just a quick phone call. But when you're on, when you're in a car for three, three and a half hours with your, you know, three close buddies and you got tunes going on, like there's not, there's no other care in the world. There's no stress in your life. If you're having family issues, work issues, whatever it is, you're just so happy to be there. You're so happy to spend time with your close friends. And realistically, Chem, it was so good to catch up with, you know, um, Brett, like he's been away really his whole life, and it felt like a weekend that we're just so close again. Like obviously he's one of our best well, friends. It's cool to it's... see too, like, like because Brett lived in the Sioux and stuff, and just to see that connection um, together. Like you know, we're all kind of connected through Jacko, right? Um, which exactly. Is pretty, pretty cool. Um, and you mentioned it at the end of the episode, but like not to get a little emotional here. It's the reason why, you know, the benefit of having this podcast and starting this thing is meeting these guys and Cole's a first class person. I even mentioned it to Dino on Father's Day. It's like our friend group has just such a good group of parents as well. And yeah. it's like it's crazy how we all are friends, but it's like our moms and dads like know each other, but like they're so similar. Like like McKay's parents reminded me of my parents besides, you know, Cole's mom knew way more about hockey than even I do. Besides that, um, she's a beaut. Yeah, he's a beaut. GMCM, like it's just like yeah. you know, she was helping cook breakfast. Like our parents would do the same. You know, the docs there treating us. He got the cooler full of ice when we got back after golf. It was just a full nine yards. And yeah, thanks for them for hosting us. And you know, seeing Cole and Jacob go at it, it's like oh, it was awesome. Better because Homer, yeah, better. obviously Homer, Homer builded there. Uh, uh, there as well when he was. He was playing. It was our first time really hanging out with Homer in person. We've mm-hmm. all been connected over the phone for a while, so it was good to hang out. And just the amount of laughs, the amount of memories in, in legit 48 hours was just uh, it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, going into the bench brawl, Tom, we played yeah, the day before, whatever. We had a great, you know, five-man uh, five scramble uh, going on, three three v two. Um, at Silver Creek, they tried to split us up, but the boys stayed together. Um, that was good. And then we got to the bench brawl. Um, and I planted the seed all, all Friday that I said, Hey, McKay, that first tee shot, because he was talking up the first tee shot as yeah, a big yeah. shot to hit. And I talked to him, talked to him. I said, you're going to shank that tee shot. Sure enough, he did. We started Tom hot. Yeah. Very um, good, man. Very Crimson good. Ridge. Great golf course. The greens were so hard to read, um, and but, slower I thought too, Chim. But but overall, the course was like very like a beautiful course. Uh, I like the layout a lot. Um, there's some good views uh, mm-hmm. as well on the course, and just some different type of holes that you may not see regularly. Um, I love you know trying out new courses and and whatnot. Um, the first hole I thought was immaculate. Um, number eight. Uh, as the dog said, probably one of the best holes in golf. Yeah. Uh, fantastic golf hole. Um, challenging. But, yeah, we started off hot, Tom. And we really, I mean, we really were humming 
like until around seven or eight, they didn't get a point mm-hmm. until seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Right? Around seven or eight, they didn't get a point. And I remember saying it took you guys almost 30, or I said 50 holes, but it's 30 holes in a bench ball to get two from us. They never, ever got two from us, even like going back to last year's ID. But man, I'll 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 admit to being poopy pants, grumpy pants. I had about a five six Leafs moment where I was sad and depressed. <laughs> but uh, we both, Jim, and to be completely honest, we didn't have the jam, man. Not no. not as an excuse, but playing a course like that with that layout for the first time, you're doomed. Like you're actually doomed. Yeah, it's placement yeah, golf at that course. Like yeah, we hit we, driver. We hit, we hit driver, driver when everywhere. we shouldn't have hit we driver. Hit driver everywhere. Like we, we can almost everywhere. hit everywhere yeah but like yeah that was a mistake you're not going to of course the first time and not hitting driver right it's true but there were so many spots where you missed that it just bounced in the bush or like yeah that was tough yeah Um, they've earned it man they it was a good win for them the crimson ridge halfway house tom this they call it the cabana yeah one of the coolest setups i've ever seen it's like a gazebo basically bar and you just walk in you drive by you walk right in it's like very it's all open walk in get what you need and and go out phenomenal phenomenal i thought made the turn what were we three down at the turn something like that yeah and then five down seven down on 10 and 11 and we lost yeah we got speed bagged for like six holes i think the par three was 14 when we grabbed the four back you know what? I I didn't have doubt because we were losing points, like from us. Have to from us, like missing putt. Like I missed so many putts where we lost so many points on. Mm-hmm. Like it was embarrassing how many putts mm-hmm. I missed um, that day. I probably had like thirty over thirty something putts. Oh, I was um, I was close to you too, buddy. Ridiculous. So. That's why I was like, if we can just, you know, find find a hole, find a time to make a putt. And we did on 14. We took four. So t- we took four to go. Three down. Two down. Two, two down. down. Two down. Yeah. Because we were, we won the last, we won, we were eight down. We won that, uh, we won 13 to go yeah. six. Then we took four and we were humming. Um, and then I missed a putt on uh, 16. I'm not going to say someone, you know undid their glove while I was putting, but they did. Um not calling out names here. Uh, I should have stopped my putting stroke, but I didn't. Um but uh but that was a TSN turning point missing that putt on fifteen and then sixteen McKay going up and down from no man's land. With a um, stroke. With the stroke was ridiculous. That was the name of the game. McKay on stroke holes was so much better. Um it, w- it was just he took advantage of them. Now that I'm thinking, Tom, I, I'm I'm trying to remember when I had strokes. I probably didn't matter, uh, anyways. Um, no, the the hole you had a stroke on was when we got two. Remember, I, I oh, we right. had it circled. We yeah, had it circled. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah, so yeah. far down. That. I said, Jim, they don't even remember. They don't yeah, even yeah. remember that you have a stroke. You gotta get it. Like do something there. And then yeah. we got two. And then we got four. Yeah, like, right. for okay. us both to hit the par three greenies, dude, darts too, like ten yeah. feet each amazing yeah yeah then we get to 17 i think tom on on 15 or 16 you told me 
you just kept saying though throughout the match. I think I remember you telling me on like. Oh, dude! I had I on, I, I uh, the whole on back that night. Stretch, on that stretch, when you were poopy pants, you were like, "Listen, Mace, listen, listen." Mace. You were like, "I got, I got something on them. It's karma. I'm just trying. Uh, I'm just. I think karma's gonna take over." Um, here, I'm like, "Well, what happened?" He's like, "Don't worry about it. Karma's gonna take care of it." I'm like, "I. It's like one right. of those secrets that I kept to myself, and I just knew. You know, like hockey gods and golf gods, Mace, especially cheating. You just know." That it's well, I knew right then and there is going to be a, a cheating allegation. Um, so, anyways, we get to 15, 16. Tom doesn't say anything. Then on 17, I'm back at the cart getting a phone to take a picture, and all hell breaks loose on 17. <laughs> Tom, how did you bring it up to McKay? Because I was not there for it. He, I forget exactly how it, like, why I said it, but he, like, ticked me off the wrong way. He said something like, you know, so you don't hit, neither of you guys hit the green, we we win. And I said, uh, it's okay, you already cheated. I, I don't know what I said, but I said, it's okay, you already cheated Some once today. Some backhanded comment. Yeah, I said, yeah. you already cheated once today. And he's like, what do you mean? And then I brought it up. And what happened on hole two, and I got the full story from Brad, I got the full story for Cole. You know, we, we hugged it out later, What yada, yada. So I was in the bunker gym on two. If you remember that on the par five. Yeah. Okay. And I was kind of waiting to hit and Cole was tee shot through the woods there. Right. From his tee shot. And Brett went over there and they were over there quite a bit. And then you were hitting and they were still looking for Cole. And I remember Brett going to his ball because Brett pumped his ball in the middle of the fairway. And Cole looked at Brett and said, Brett, I found it. But when I looked back, like you kind of look back to see where he is. Is he going to hit over me? Am I going to hit my bunker shot first? I saw him put a ball down in the woods. Like kind of he's where his ball be went so and in. If, he's listening, if he listens to this. Oh my God. I got the full story from him. And to be fair, his point of view is they did find one 30 yards ahead that wasn't his. They ended up finding actually the one that maybe he dropped a little bit deeper and he admitted to moving it out of a branch illegally. Should have took he should have took a stroke. He did admit to that. But I saw it come from like pocket height, waist height. But not to be a sole loser, they did win. I get it. But he should have told me and you, Jim, you know what? That punch out, I moved it out. I moved even, it out. Even listen, every time we play, there's always been something like that where someone's like, I'm on a route. And we always say, don't, don't worry, yourself. move it move out, move the ball. And I move get that. Ball. And like, he's you an honest guy, s- yeah, but it's but like, just let us know. And he was giving me shit for not saying it right away on hole two. And I'm like, I didn't want to ruin the vibes. I get that. Shit. I mean, you're, you told me the exact same thing, but I didn't want to. And here's my point of view of it is like, I was so confident that we were going to win that it once we happen. won, I would have said that. And been like, dude, you still dropped the ball on two and we won. But then we started losing. <laughs> and then we started losing. And I'm like, fuck, this is not good. So, like, I get it. Cole, you you admitted to it for moving the ball you found illegally. Brett told me the whole story as well. But you should have took a stroke. It doesn't matter. They still won by six or seven shots. I get it. But from what I saw, I will never forget. And I'm, you didn't see it, Chim. But I'm being completely honest and I'm not being a sore loser because even if that didn't happen and they beat us, I wouldn't admit to losing. But I it did was, see that. <laughs> it was hilarious. The uh, 
the reaction from McKay was the best attack on the character and everything. Then they started playing bad boys for life. That was a slap in the face. Um, and then <laughs> obviously he went off in the post round interviews. Uh, actually, our interview with McKay interviewing us, basically his own interview. Seven minutes long. It's yeah, it's six. It's six minutes long. So I'm I'm in, currently in the middle of cutting it, trying to get it on Instagram here. Um, which is ridiculous. Um, a couple highlights. Obviously, Homer with the boys, just keeping them all up. He was hilarious. He was wearing the Doc's floral Tommy Bahama shirt and put a load of mustard like I've never <laughs> seen before. He took a chunk out of that hot dog, Tom. And yeah. the mustard that just came flying off was hilarious. Unbelievable. want to thank, uh, obviously, Homer for uh, for driving the boys. And, uh, yeah, doing everything that day, too. Then we went, uh, then want to shout out Skylar Toms, uh, um, Cole's girlfriend, yep. who picked us up from the course. We all packed in the uh, in the Honda. Um, I'm like, there's no way we're going to fit everything. Honda Civic. And four, we did four it. Golf bags. We did it. We did it. Got in there. Um, we went to a nice dinner at Fratelli's. And then um, we got to meet some of the Suites, Tom. Also, first of all, Cole McKay is a celebrity in, in the Sioux. Like he's like the mayor of the Sioux. I told yeah. him that, um, talking to people here, kissing babies here, you know, he's like the you of Sudbury, the same thing. <laughs> he was unreal. He put on a show. Um, but then we got to meet some great people. Um, Tom that came, uh, came over the McKay's after we had a nice little, uh, get together at, mm -hmm. uh, at McKay's. Um, and you know, vibes are good and there's no real, like, place there are a couple places to go out to the Sioux, but you like you got a plan to have a, a huge crew apparently so we kind of hung out in McCain we had to figure out what to do at the time so we played some cards and then uh, obviously Tom break it down what 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 did we get into yeah so 10 o'clock ish Skyler goes we're gonna play a dancing game after this one we played uh, some card games like you said at first and then she goes we're gonna play this dancing game have you guys ever played this game and we're all like, nope, nope, none of us. I think the girls might have played it before too, Jim. But do you? What was it, what's the song's name? Uh, Calabria, two thousand seven. Okay, so it's like, dan, 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 dan. you know dan. what? You know that song, yeah. Mace? Yeah, he does. So I'll explain the game for the fans here. Everybody's got a dance move, and you go to the beat of the dance. So, so say it's like Chimino, two beats. It's got to be yeah. on two beats. Say Chimino's got a dab, and I got the sprinkler. When it's, you know, Skylar always started off. So she does her move first and then she sends off, sends it off to someone else, whatever yep. their move is. So say she does, you know, playing DJ and then the dab, Chimino would have to go and do his move first and, and then, then send it off to me. And if you mess up the beat or, you know, the sync of it, you're out. So we went hard for like an hour and a half and the videos that, you know, she took and we even we took some of them too. Homer was so into it. Chim, you had the shack heartbeat going. Even Brett, who doesn't even dance that much, like was loving grinding. it. Grinding. Grinding. And I'm talking sweaty in this house. It was so fun though, dude. Like even to think of some of the dance moves, like because every round or every couple rounds, we usually switch moves. So everyone got, you know, their brain in the blender. But it was so fun. Thanks to Skylar for showing us that game. And we're going to bring it over to Subri. Um, 100%. To, to our friend group. So. Hundred percent, it was hilarious, um, 
and yeah, so then uh, we got to dan- dance. We had a good time. Um, obviously, we got to shout out Janet Banana, Tom. Um, yeah, Janet Banana. Yeah, we're in the suit this weekend Banana. too, right? Right, Jim? We're going to the suit this yeah, weekend? Yeah, we got invited. Uh, we may not be able to make it, but it is Janet Banana's uh, birthday on the Saturday. Um, she did not believe that we would shout her out on the podcast. Here we are, Janet Banana. Happy birthday. Um, and also uh, Skylar as well as... Uh, as Luca didn't think we'd uh, we'd do it, but happy birthday, Janet Banana! Um, so yeah, great time. <laughs> and the last little gem, um, on our way out, you know, saying our goodbyes, sad, sad, sad hours. I grab uh, a jersey on top of the net that I forgot about that we looked at on Thursday, on uh, on the Friday, and the jersey says Chimino on the back of it. This East Coast Selectors, he says, Shamina, I go, Kate, where did you get this? So apparently they played in this East Coast Selects tournament where at the end of the game, you traded jerseys with the opposing player, like the D-Wade jersey swap. Sure as shit, it was with a guy named Brandon Chimino from the States. He's had a Chimino 54 jersey, over 10 years old, just hanging on his neck. Had no best. idea about it. Didn't even say anything about. I found it when I was there. So that's the big man upstairs it. saying it was meant to be the for meant us to be, be friends and for us <laughs> to be there. It <laughs> was hilarious. Be. Hilarious. Uh, all time, all time. So yeah, that was a Sue all time. Let's touch on the Father's Day real quick. Yeah, um, Tom. We get back the Sunday. That day we got to play in the Father's Day. I didn't know if we were going to make it. We did. Um, Tom, you and Dean Jacklin won nine under. Just to put into perspective, uh, four under was the winner at Cedar Green. This was played at Timberwolf. The year before that, we played at Timberwolf, and the winner was two under. Um, so nine under was like Tiger esque. Um, so Tom, like, what happened? Tom, what happened? Did you guys just catch fire? Or? Just, just caught fire, and at the end of the day, in a scramble gym, everybody knows this. It's putting. Dino made a lot of putts. Um. Just a great partner, man. We we felt like we hit every green. I told him this like on 16 or 50. I forget on the back nine somewhere. I didn't park the cart and go to the green with a wedge and a putter. I brought a putter every single time. Like there's no better feeling. Everybody knows that. We had a stretch, Chim, when it was like minus four, minus five. When we got the whole or minus five, minus six. We got the whole 16. We're like, okay, we might need a couple more. I don't know what the other groups are. Mace, we ended up birding 16 and 17 and then eagle in 18 so we were minus five before that stretch and the eagle on 18 we were the second group to go out of the four so we're waiting you know dean hits a good drive we take his we scope 254 pin prism rangefinder the best in the business go check him out and brett's ahead because brett always hits the ball farther than us but we're waiting for Giroux's group to finish ahead and i'm like you know what dino if you want to lay up lay up and then i got green light but i wasn't really confident with the three wood he puts it in the fairway bunker about 60, 70 yards. And he looks at me and goes, Tom, like, even if you blast us out, at worst, we're making par. I'm like, you know what? That's a great point to put, like, great way to put it. And then Brett's ahead of the fairway looking at me. You don't lay up in a scramble, Tom. Take the three wood out. He's like yelling at me to hit the three wood. I'm like, you know what? What's like, why yeah. not? Why not? And I ended up hitting the three wood to 10 feet, man, from like 255. It was ridiculous um i still have dreams about this ball flight dina was happy i was pumped 
you know, I ended up missing the eagle putt and he ended up making it. So it was just all perfect. And uh, we we saw all the groups come in. And the best part of it, Mace, was my dad's group was the last group. And we were doing the, we're all waiting there in the long chairs at Timberwolf yelling, take your shirt off. He didn't take it off. He gave us a little quick, quick show, but he ended up making a putt and we were all going bananas and you know, it was just all good. It was just to wrap it up. Like it was great to see all the dads. Your dad even came out and swung them with you. And you know, he's probably still sore to this day. And you know, we had, we had a really good time and it's uh, we don't do much now with our dads. Like you, you watch sports and stuff at night, but to do actual, you know, activities with your dad, uh, I think it goes a long way. And, you know what i think uh you know my dad appreciated that a lot so yeah no we had a great group out there um you know throughout the years past two years they always said you got to get your dad i'll get your dad on finally got him out which is awesome and he had a blast he was playing with ben folks so he had a treat playing um with him um yeah no it was a great time it was a great time being with the being with the dad and seeing everyone out. Shout out to the Folk family for having us uh, after post game. <laughs> Angela Folk put on a show. She put on the spread of the ages, uh, a food phenomenal, um, hmm. and just yeah, all around great time. The last thing I'll say, and uh, I know Mace will like to listen to this one. So we got the trophy from last year's champs to us, and Dino Jacqueline gave a nice speech, and yep. it was my turn to give a speech. And you know what? I didn't really have anything planned. I could have went soft and thanked this all the dads. And I, Mace, I saw a full Miller Lite tall boy right on the chair. And I said, you know what, guys? I do have a speech. I ended up piercing this thing and shotgunning it and throwing it over my head. Like, it was like, like I won the Stanley Cup. It was pretty good. It was, it was and it was pretty impressive. clean. And the pierce was so, like, in four or five seconds, done. That goes against everything I taught in health class last week. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the golf marathon. Uh, yeah, golf marathon. So we're gassed. We're gassed. We it was a, obviously a long few days, and we're like, wow, this it, it, we're gonna have the longest day of our lives here. Um, so I pick up Tom around six forty ish, seven o'clock. We get to Monte Vista, and we get ready to go. Um, JP greeted us. We were playing with him and uh, Haley Short to start the day at Monty, and it was just bombs away. Away you go. Let's play golf. So we played our own ball for, what, the first 18 holes, Tom? And then we uh, we started playing scrambles, alternate shot. Um, the first 18 was good. We we got 26 holes in before 1230. Then we had a nice lunch, maybe for about 40 minutes. Got right back out there. And we played until the sun went down. And Mace, you came around hole 34, 35, and you asked, like, genuinely, like, how are you guys feeling? And Tom, Tom was battling. Okay, Tom was battling throughout the day. Dude, I, the weekend we had, and um, like I said to you, man, I was proud of you how well you took it. Like, yeah. from hole 40 to hole 60, I was seeing ghosts, but I, I was still out there swinging it a bit. And then I found some gas to, to finish it off, but the gas light was on. You found a second life, which I was found good. a second life, and... Uh, you guys all will laugh at this, and JP will as well. I dumped the same amount of water on my head than I did drinking. So, yeah, um, it felt so good to cool off. Yeah, exactly. But hey, man, we did sunscreen. it. We did it. We did it. So around hole thirty-four, Mace came and he asked how the boys were doing. And Tom, like it was bad, but in that type of marathon, you need to have like a positive attitude, or else it's just going to be miserable. 
I told me, I said, listen, I genuinely feel good. And then around hole 42, I would say halfway point, I was like, damn. I took one swing and it was like like a, a horrible swing. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this now now we're feeling it. Um, and the worst part, too, when we got to around hole, hole 56, we hit a log jam because everyone was coming from post work to play. So we're barely finding holes to play. We played half a hole with the group, um, just trying to find find it. And then it's it's now it's like six o'clock, and we're like, wow, seventy five and a half. Like we're we gonna have time. Um, and sure enough, we just grinded it out. Uh, shout out Nick Stanecki. He brought out the the massage gun. The boys oh all got a little my bit of therapy. God, dude. That saved the day uh, for the boys. We were battling um, out there. It was, it was so cool to test to see how far you could go. Exactly. Like to play eighty holes of golf, whatever format. Just being a part of eighty holes of golf. Like we it's all fourteen hours straight, Jim. Twelve hours straight. Swung at least once for eighty holes, eighty and a half holes. It was insane, and we could have played more, but I think eighty was the right number to leave it at. So next year we can kill it. Um, then we had the raffle, mm-hmm. which is awesome. We ended up raising 2000, over $2,000. I know we said 1920, but, um, there was still money from us that we had to donate and mail, mail, it, in, so, mail it in ballots. Mail in ballots. So we did get to $2,000. It was unreal. Uh, Mason, the idea of the century for us doing the cameos for the raffle, buying a ticket and us doing a cameo, it kept us. Uh, busy kept us entertained during the day um, as well doing cameos we got asked some great questions um, so that was awesome um, doing the cameos what was your best one wa- what was what was your best cameo I like our best uh, cameo honestly and it's maybe favoritism but I like Zach's when he asked I us I think uh, so yeah that was the best the story and we got the, the and we got the review of the street meat story like it just makes me giggle Murphy had a Taylor Murphy actually had a good one with the, with the golf favorite golf story yeah Makes they were all good. The Frankie, yeah, uh, yeah, life Frankie, advice. Frankie, uh, life advice. JP uh, showing us how to peel a banana was electric. Um, I wish we had a better video person during that because I launched a driver probably three twenty. Mace, your dri- yeah. this this dr- your driver's cooked, man. You got the Vaseline on yeah. this thing. And then Mace, I was impressed. You were humming. Impressed. You were humming. JP to- eating that and me launching. It was all could have been like cinematography, like Avatar three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then poor Mace, poor Mace demoed his phone. Oh. Okay, we're Mace, not getting into Mace that. Brought we're, not the get, vibes we're not back. getting into that. Yeah, not... Mace brought the vibes up. Just a quick crack on the phone, and it was just it was in his head the rest of the day. It was. In I was probably day. playing. I was playing under my handicap golf for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And I never we're... seen you hit your driver like that. I neither have I. So, the way the marathon works is if you get jammed up, you just go back to another to the hole you played or another one. So we're going back on a par three to play it again. Great vibes. I hit the green. We all hit the green, I think. And my phone bounces out like this is a ATV path we're on, basically. Not to yeah. talk down to Monte Vista, but my phone launches out the glove box, hits the seat, or the like, where the reverse would be tumbles on the floor, falls out of the cart, onto the ground, falls towards 
the tire as the card's moving and then my tire just runs the whole phone over you can see the tread mark on it and i lift up my phone and i'm yelling at tom to him to stop and i show them my phone and tom just looks at me he's like oh man that could be way worse I was dying when he said that. It's, I look at I'm like, it's pretty bad, man. Like, and how could he it... ask you to? Yes, I think it's just your screen protector, eh? and you pulled the yeah. screen protector, just shattered. And my camera doesn't work. My light is permanently on, but doesn't work. It shines from the front somehow. I, That's toast. unbelievable. I unbelievable. Yeah. Well, but, we'll get uh, you a new one in the BTB expense, buddy. Well, I have we, a whole spreadsheet of which phone's going to be my next I, one. You sent me that in the chat today, and I was like... Impressive. Very. Yeah. You're such a good dad, Mace. A couple other things um, from the marathon. Um, the Desjardins cart, Tom, uh, yeah. saved the day, filling up water, snacks. Shout out to Naku Pill um, from there, and obviously everyone else uh, there that helped out. Um then, you know, when we got to the final stretch, it was such a rewarding feeling. We were gassed. My hat, our hats are full of like sand. I threw it dust. in the wash today and, and the shoes in the, in the wash gym just came Peel, out of the wash. But. Peeling, I was peeling, I peeled my golf shirt off yesterday, full of dust, ridiculous. Um, and then we announced, I think on hole 74 or whatever. The winners 77, of the 77, raffle. 77. 77, the winners of the raffle. And sure enough, standing with them, it was JP's wife, Blair Michaud, uh, who won, who also bought a cameo uh, from the boys. So that was awesome. I want to thank everyone that donated to the raffle. It was uh, it was unreal um, to see. Um, and, uh, yeah, so congratulations to her. And then the injury uh, report came out uh, today uh, from the, you know, it's like after the uh, Stanley cup playoffs, everyone gets the, the injury list. Uh, Mace was your injury injury uh, report. Pretty accurate. Uh, very, very accurate. Actually, the <laughs> might be more month to month with the phone <laughs> issue. I, we don't know. I just have to commit to buying a new one. The worst part is we can't even use this phone for BTV camera work. So yeah, that's that does suck because you did buy it outright, Jim. Honestly, for me, and I am going for a nice little night stroll at Bell Park after this to to reactivate the glutes. I randomly just got like I always have lower back pain, but just random like sharp pain at times today. Like sitting down in my office and then getting up after like an hour, I'd like I'm be, stiff as a board. I'd be a brick, dude. Like a brick. Yeah. I was sick oh, as a board. I'm trying to go get activated, get the steps in. Yeah. I'm curious why you guys didn't golf today. You're so funny. Oh, no, man. Not a chance. It's and almost too hot. Day. It was too yeah, hot. Yeah, it's too. hot. It's hot. Yeah. I'm playing not tomorrow men's night. And, you know, fast forward to this week and I'm playing some more golf. So, you know, kind of taking I'm a break. I'm not playing men's night this week. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was, that was the golf marathon. Um. I'm trying to think of anything else to add. I think that's pretty much covered. The Desjardins refreshment. Yeah, that we talked about that. Yeah, we did say that. Um, um. Yeah, I think that was. That's about it. It was just. Uh, it was wild and it was funny because sunscreen. those cart, Yeah, those carts hum at Monte Vista. And getting back <laughs> into the car after 14 hours was a little heavy on the pedal coming out of the parking lot. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, Tom." 
Take a second here. And, and on our way out, actually, JP wrote, <laughs> JP goes, drive safe. Yeah, now and I of, knew, co- a, of course, why. Mace, after we're in 40-degree weather all day, you get into Jim's Ford uh, SUV, no AC. No Honestly, the, the windows helped, but a nice little cold air would have been. Would have helped a big time, yeah. Crazy. Uh, thanks for driving me, Chim. But honestly, thanks to everybody, all our friends, listeners, everyone donated to, to our so raffle. Much so much um, fun. Can't wait till next year. Obviously, we won't plan such a busy weekend for the Sioux um to you know maybe prep and hydrate a little bit better so yeah also the suit we're gonna arrested. go back uh, we're really? gonna do it again but we're gonna be doing it uh at blind river neutral site mm-hmm. um the trilogy so uh, i'm excited for that next year um okay that's gonna do it uh for for the bull, bulletin board we're gonna send it off to now our interview round table and four pack um with cole mckay brett jacklin and uh and uh jacob holmes so um, we will send it off to them now. Uh, I want to thank uh, our sponsors, of course, at Pinned, Groove It, and iRange for taking care of all our content. All of our content, everything we do in golf is fueled by uh, by them. So I want to thank them uh, a lot uh, for their help throughout these uh, this journey of BTB. So we'll send it off to our roundtable. I uh, hope you enjoyed, folks. And uh, that will conclude... Uh, uh, BTB. So, uh, right at the at the end of that interview. So, uh, we will chat with you uh, week one fifteen. Okay, folks, we're live here from the McKay Den. Uh, boys are on the road. BTB takes on the Sioux, conquering the Sioux here um, this weekend. I want to thank the the McKay family for having the boys uh, here. Nice uh, nice trip up here with Homer the Labanza. We got Jacko. We got. Tommy, and uh, we're here obviously with Cole McKay. So, uh, fellas, how we doing? Doing good. Jacob Holmes checking it. That's all you gotta say. Hey? Yeah, it's doing no, good. doing good. Watching the U.S. Open here and had a good day on the links. So. Yeah, no, doing well. Up in the best city in the north. Happy to have the guys here. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's good company for sure. Yeah, good to be back in uh, the Sioux finally. Seeing uh, old Macker and Homer and the mm. boys, and hopefully uh, win a golf match here. Mm. Yeah, we played uh, Silver Creek today. Um, as you, as you listen to this, we are recording this before the bench brawl. Um, so obviously, there's no hard feelings right now. But uh, obviously, uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow at the old Crimson Ridge. Who's using obviously as a buzzword now? Too? I know, no kidding. I know. I picked it up from the McKay, Media, McKay Media School. Cole McKay Media School. Um, we played Silver Creek. Nice track. Um, solid track just to go out and play a little scramble. That was fun. Um, thanks to the great people over at uh, Silver Creek. We had a good time. <laughs> the boys John playing a five for the most part anyways. Um, Homer shanked a couple, um, which was electric. So, good job, Homer. No, T please stunk. Uh, I thought it was above average today. To be really actually, your putting was good today. Yeah, not bad. I figured with the weight thing. All, yeah, all in the hips, right? Yeah, yeah. Snap through for sure. On putting, it's all in the hips. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. um, okay. Well, we got a four pack here, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get into that, obviously, we got some news to announce. Dun dun dun! Breaking news. Jack, you want to take over the floor, bud? Um. After let's say nineteen years of. Snap it around. I am officially announcing my retirement from hockey. Um, yep. I got one more uh, semester left for school. Just going to uh, school only, get the education done, and hang up the laces. Little beer league, join Tom and Chimp, snap it around there, and that's that. 
House shake, thank you, Jacko. Oh, um, one of the best ever. Yeah, day. you guys got any stories about Jacko playing with Jacko? I mean, come on, let's hear. You could probably start. You played with him for longer. I mean, all I really remember is my first uh, couple weeks here. Jack was one of the guys I got to know pretty well, and uh, yeah, we spent a lot of time at the Dairy Queen. So oh, we, yeah, we did. That yeah. was, uh, uh, that was yeah. we bonded over. Uh, Brett was one of the first guys I came in with. Um, we were right wingers on a really good team, both rookies. Yep. Didn't get much playing time nope. together. It was either me or him. I told the story before on the podcast, but um, no, it was good. He's one of my uh, really good buddies that I played with in the Sioux, and I'm glad we've kept in touch so long, and uh Looking forward to many more years of playing golf with them, and um, you know maybe beer league. I know we all end up there anyways. So um, no, I'm happy, happy that he's making the decision to pursue the school, and uh, he knows what he wants to do, and uh, a lot of respect for that. And he should be proud of, uh, should be proud of the career you had, buddy. God bless you, Jack. Yeah, yeah. One of the Did you get to 100 games? Yep, I think oh, it was. Yeah. So you were right on like 99. I remember. Yeah, I think I got me 101 they get or the something. Silver stick for 100 games in uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 can't say we do. <laughs> can't say we do. Uh, maybe a little pat on the arse. Maybe good. <laughs> <That's about it. laughs> maybe uh, no, not even an Instagram post for some of us. Hey, call. No, no I have so, to wait extra long for that. <laughs> yeah, a couple great stories. Um, from Jacko's hockey career, I got a couple. Well, first of all, Jacko, thanks for all the sticks, but um, he set me up with the Sioux Greyhound dry sidle paddle, P28, <laughs> high and hard off the glass. You should have seen me snapping it in beer league. It was, uh, I wish I had those twigs back in the day. Maybe I would have been in the old show. Um, just kidding, but anyways, great video of Jacko. Um, Jacko drew into the lineup for the first time in a while. And I don't know who took the video, but I guess in the Sioux, right? Oh, so. They put yeah. they so put all like the the jerseys, everyone who's playing on like the rack, right? Yeah. No, uh, yeah, all the jerseys they got washed every game, so yeah. they're hanging all on the rack. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So Jacko sifting through the jerseys to find uh, if he was playing or not. Sure enough, there's the thirty nine, and he just gives it the old pat, the old pat dust it off, and he goes well, in the lineup not. tonight, boys. <laughs> All oh, time. That's funny. All time. And then got to see Jacko Tuck and Ryan Obi fight, almost fight at the same time. Um, so, yeah, hell of a career, Jacko. Yeah. Well and done, bud. Thanks for the best boys. shots to oh, this day. Hey, there's something to be said about that first career OUA goal up in uh, I was just, yeah, there. And there. I was just was that go the last there. year of their history? Yeah, last year of value history. Uh, that was that homecoming home. game. Home. That's Big what, crowd over at uh, Countryside Arena, right? Yeah. yeah. Jacko, probably one of the only people to play for all three Sudbury <laughs> men's competitive hockey teams. <laughs> OUA, OHL, and the Noach. Is there so, a Sudbury uh, Hockey Hall of Fame? Or? There's a Sudbury Sports Hall of Fame, so go. maybe we'll, uh, we'll draw you in. For yeah, 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 I'll yeah, try it. I don't think any, I don't think anyone's done that. No I, chance. That's awesome. Yeah. We're, so that was Dunks? That was Dunks, right and then Distilly, and Hefe, and Race. Actually, great story about Jacko. So when Jacko got traded to Sudbury, um, I'm sure we told this is probably on the first episode we've ever had, but gets traded to Suds, okay? Fired up, ready to roll. Um, oh God! This draws is into the lineup. He tells Dunks. He says Dunks because he was playing at LU. I, they yeah, traded I, I for I had his rights. With Ontario Tech the night before the Thursday, Friday morning, going to morning skate. Dunks goes, "Hey, the Wolves want you. Go." <laughs> yeah. So I'm supposed to play Ontario Tech again Friday night, 
I'm trading the wolves. I'm going back to the old that night. Yeah. Play that night. They traded him. Uh, nothing like double dipping. <laughs> no. <laughs> double dipping in the pension, eh? Yeah. education. Are you done? Are you done? Yeah. So he ends up drawing in the lineup. And it's his first home game with the Wolfers. And obviously, we packed the barn because, you know, we get to see our best bud play for the Wolves. Dream come true. And they're not even wearing the, you know, coveted Wolves jersey. It was the doctor's night. Oh, the doctor's yeah. night. So they were one wearing, of the worst. Oh, the theme jerseys, were, jerseys yeah, were, were tough. Them and Saginaw. Yeah. Oh, Sag love those. Spider-Man night. So he comes out, and uh, we're all fired up. He's in the starting lineup. So the PA comes on and they start announcing the starting lineup. Quentin Byfield, who was on the that starting lineup, Pe- Peckar. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Peckar, and then two guys on D, the goalie. And I'm like, wow, they saved Jackal for last. This is absolutely electric. I got, I'm on video, going nuts. They go, and David Levin. <laughs> And Jackal starting right wing. <laughs> I guess Staley forgot to submit the lineup card yeah. or something. A little too early. Yeah, and you got uh, looked off on two on one, two by uh, uh, old Q there. Actually, it was a three on three one. On I was one, yeah. opened up one to you, but he nipped it short side. So <laughs> take the plus well, and get out of there, Homer. <laughs> you probably still had your little wrench and gloves yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, well, Jackal, great career, obviously. Um, and well done, bud. Proud of you. Oh, thank you. To be proud of oh, thanks to, to all the boys and everyone I met along the way. It's been great and wouldn't trade uh, anything for the world. All the great memories. And for sure. Thankful for everyone. For sure. Tom, you want to check in here, buddy? You've been uh, quiet. You've been running producer here, but check in. Check in. I'm going to be hearing two voices here. Give me a sec. Take this headset off. Thanks, bud. Thank you. I was chiming in. It was good. Audio sounds fantastic. Mason's not here on the Sioux trip with us, but he did, uh, you know, send us a little BTP expense for uh, our green fees tomorrow. But uh, I want to say and thanks the to, guest. to the guest. <laughs> yeah, and the guest. You took care of us today with the forty dollars green fee. Sorry, um, people listening, but uh, we'll take care of you tomorrow, Macker, for sure. Um, one thing I did want to say before we get into the four pack, you know, OHL um, draft just passed. There's a lot of young guys coming into the league. The league's changed a lot since you guys, well, Homer's, you know, one more year, OA, OA year. Teams, if you're looking to trade for him, let me know. I know a lot about this guy. I'll tell you <laughs> the ins and outs, all the good, nor not the bad. Um, there is no bad. No bad. Yeah, Tough team. Hi, hi. Get those boots moving. Um, young guys coming into the league. I want to see if you guys have any uh, words of wisdom for these young bucks coming in. Brad, it's only right that you lead yeah, this you one off. Yeah, you're going to lead it off. Um, I'm just going to say as I'm not a coveted first rounder or fourth rounder like Homer and Mac here, I'm a good old 10th rounder. It doesn't really matter where you go. It's just how hard you work and how bad you want it. And basically comes down to how much effort you want it and or put in and how bad you want it. And basically just don't doesn't matter where you go. If you're first rounder like myself, 10th rounder or free agent, just keep putting the work in and then you can get what you want out of the game. No, no, Brett, I think you hit the nail right in the head there. Uh, stop laughing at me, man. Um, no, he's right, though. Uh, it's not. It doesn't matter where you go, when you go. Um, I think the three of us here and you guys have seen a lot of guys that um, kind of lose the courage or will to keep trying and keep working hard at something you love. And, um, yeah, if you love the game and you have fun doing it, I don't see why uh, you 
can't keep playing and um, just yeah doing your best like keep plugging away every day day after day um, positive thinking positive thoughts um, that's gone a long way for myself I know obviously I'm in a little different situation than Brett being 10th round 5th round homers first so kind of got <laughs> a little view from all three uh, worlds here but um, yeah no if you love the game and have fun and just believe in yourself and stay positive and don't quit because um, the day you wake up and say you know maybe I'm not good enough is um, the day that probably things are going to start going downhill and it's all about being positive to yourself and that's with anything in life I'm giving kind of a life speech here but I like it um, you're hitting, hitting the nail right on yeah, that. <laughs> that's, that's that's my view on things if you really believe in yourself then um, talk positively positively to yourself write things down on paper goals everything like that so um, that's the best advice I got yeah no absolutely you guys both touched on hard work and you know staying at it I think that's a Really First big part of it. Here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. And then I, I think the other thing is uh, having fun and enjoying every moment of it. You know, I, uh, like Jim touched on, I'm going into my OA year and it kind of flew by. I remember when I first moved into this house and uh, just learning everything about the league. And, you know, you meet a lot of good people along the way and like we wouldn't really be here without, you know, the OHL. So, um, yeah, just enjoy it and work hard for everything. I got one more question, boys, before we do go into our four-pack. I find even coaching the last couple of years when I was even, you know, out of hockey, but the OHL specifically, I find a lot of guys care about their individual stats and putting up points and not being much of a team guy. And I know all three of you guys love the word glue guy and being a good team guy. So how can, you know, maybe young guys, older guys learn from, buying into whatever the coach is saying being a team guy can actually help you know that squad probably win a championship and win a couple rounds in the playoffs how important is that well like firstly i think the reason we all play hockey is to win to yeah enjoy winning with your teammates i think it's more about the the, just culture these days is more about points assists with the um obviously the internet and everything everyone checking um each other's stats and that's kind of how from an outsider's view you uh, you rank how good a player is or how not good they are based on their stats. But, um, yeah, coming out of the OHL, obviously, like, I had decent stats my quote-unquote draft year of the NHL, and I didn't get drafted. And a lot of people say to me, oh, my God, like, you had so many points, goals, whatever. Why didn't you get drafted? And now that I look back, like, I wish I would have known that. It's not all about points. It's... Um, it's so much more than that it's how you impact the game every shift it's not whether you know how many tap-ins you get or how many secondary assists like that's all bonus that's extra that's awesome that you know you can have those numbers to go with your play but it's nowhere near everything you see a lot of guys that have a lot less points than you or some other people that get drafted and move on to have you know amazing careers and um yeah it's just about how you impact the game in each shift it's it's not how many goals you put in the back of that or assists it's um, you know, finishing your checks. It's being good on the four check. It's just having something that distinguishes yourself away from everyone else. And um, to the winning part of it, every team needs so many different kind of guys. You need guys to take their roles and run with it. Um, this past year, I obviously had a really good team. We had um, probably some of the best OAs from the OHL, WHL, Q go to my team over their years. And um, our fourth line was full of OHL first liners. And um, we all bought into our role, and um, we won, and I really learned a lot from that year. But points, I mean, looking back, it 
it's <laughs> doesn't mean nothing, but it's definitely does not mean as much as I thought it did at the time. So um, to to over overthink that and worry about that is um, a waste of stress and anxiety. And I think you can you know think about other things, how to impact the game, how to win at the bottom line. Yeah, I think Cole touched on it too. Just um, about like adapting to the role that you're given. Like, yeah, everyone before like in minor hockey, they all put up points, but um, it's a way you adapt to that next level and can you know be a checker or just be like a a safety guy, log some minutes. Like, you're not always going to be the point go-to guy. So it's just kind of adapting that as best you can and uh, rolling with that. And then I also think too. As uh, the higher you get up to, it's not like Cole said, just about points. It's about like the culture and team you build and the kind of character you just bring to the room. It's like it doesn't matter if you're first line or fourth line, you treat everyone the same. And when you're in the room, it's just about, you know, being friendly to everyone. Is like we're all hockey players. We're all there for the same goal. We all want to win. And, you know, it's your brothers at the end of the day and just coming together and trying to get that end goal of the championship. And it's all you can really do is just fight with them. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Points. Uh, you know, I've, the defense been yeah, there. I've uh, never been a big point guy myself, but uh, you know, I, I feel like there's, you know, just like the world, it takes a whole bunch of different kinds of you know individuals to make up, you know, everything. So, uh, you know, it's the same goes in a dressing room, and same goes on the ice. You need different roles, different players, and guys that are going to do. You know a lot of different things for the team and um you know it's not it's not all about points you need you need that guy that's going to battle and you need that you know the guy that's just going to be all right with just logging minutes and keeping it simple and you know those teams usually go a long way yeah i think something to add here shout out to my buddy ty Cartier. um you see yeah. the kind of season he's having in the hl and the nhl playoffs obviously um he had a good career in the ohl like every year better and better but when you look at his stats, like he wasn't putting up 100, 110 plus. No. Um, some guys do, and they move on to do great, and that's awesome, and that's part of their game. But for him, it's you watch every shift, and he, Homer, you know, Brett, mm. like he dominates, like he's finishing every check, even in the NHL now. Like it's how he impacts every shift. Like he's then there's a sneaky he, little 54 in there yeah. somewhere <laughs> along the line. Eh? Yeah, like he's Bulls. just a presence out there. Like you notice him, no, it, whether he's on the score sheet or not. Like Ty Cartier makes an impact on the game, and yeah. Exactly. Um, a guy like that, to me, even still, is someone I look up to who, like, man, like, this guy impacts the game every single shift, and he helps his team win, and that's all he cares about, and everything else just kind of follows that. So, yeah, Being fluid like him, like, he can play any role. Yeah. You know, I've seen him. He laid me out a couple times when I got traded to Sudbury. He's putting the puck in the net two or three times a night on the power play. Uh, you know, being a good defensive forward, he does, does everything. Yeah, if you do things the right way, then everything else would pretty much follow that and i've seen it so many times and um yeah so everything we said pretty much covered it all there i'm sure there's way more that other people have to add but um for this little segment here that's uh that'll wrap it up for me anyways yeah i think we're yeah that's our little here. tickle on points and <laughs> well said yeah well said boys well done well done um we'll touch uh, upon what everyone's doing next year anyways but uh we'll get into the four pack here now we'll fellas one you want to do one team? And then each their own? Yeah. We'll yeah. Do, yeah. Do four back in the mold. Yeah. You, guys, yeah, you guys are a team and then. You each get their own. Yeah. 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 You want to snap it around after? Uh, yeah. What do, you, what do you want to talk about? Well, we'll get to that after. Let's talk about four pack and then. Oh, uh, let's sneak peek my first hole today. 
yeah. <laughs> Silver Creek, the beautiful, beautiful golf course <laughs> off Highway 17. Fantastic. How about me when I told Jim to watch the six iron, watch the pin? Nice. <laughs> I, I literally dug a hole. That was actually so good. That cold top on 18 was probably one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. Um, okay, four pack time. So today's four pack is going to be NHL tough guys. So Tom and I are going to be teammates here. All time, um, right? All time. So playing alive dead doesn't matter just uh nhl tough guys give you a little rationale obviously um so since uh mckay's hosting the boys he can set the order uh so macker so I like that we do snake right we do snake so that's team correct. one goes first and then four and then four again yeah snake. yeah that's right yeah uh i'll take i'll take fourth and okay. then um, I'll just hand it off to Homer because he lived here. So whatever you want, you pick. I'll go three. Okay. okay. Brat, half Sue White. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you want one or give two? me one. Okay. Okay. Jackal's going one. Hold on. Let me just get the list here. We're going two, Tom. Homer, three. Yeah. And Cole is going to go four. Bull choice, cool, but that's all right. All right. Uh, Jacko, you got number one, bud. Okay, I think there's going to be... Everyone's going to have their own number one. But I think I'm going to go with Mr. Hockey himself. Yeah. Gordy Howe and the pick. Gordy Howe hat trick. I mean, the guy can score, dish out apples, and he can fight, play like a menace, throw in elbows, I think. Bleacher that's, Report credit yeah. for that one or no? <laughs> no, no, no. That's just all knowledge, Cole. <laughs> so that's my number one. Okay. Good old Gordy. Let me and Tom uh, hear chat one second. <laughs> There's a shot clock here, no? Have to, right? Yeah, you have to. I know exactly what you're doing. Okay. Uh, this one's number two. It goes without saying, I think we have to take Bob, Bob Probert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Great movie. Yeah, and I book. mean, if it's... I'm happy to get him at two. We're happy to get him at two. Yeah, we'll take Bob Prober. Fifth all-time in PIMS with 3,300. He got 398 penalty minutes in a single season. and Obviously, he was the number one um, security guard protector of of his teammates, so we'll go with probes. All right. All right. Uh, Third pick. I'm going to go with a guy that wasn't just... What? No, no, you can't. What are we laughing at? No, 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 no. no. Go ahead. Be careful, Jackal. Um, Go ahead, Brad. Don't worry. Holy. Uh, not just known for his fighting, but, you know, his hitting. He's in every biggest hits in the NHL compilation ever. Uh, Scott Stevens. Oh. He, uh, good answer. I was good flicking, answer. flicking through TV the other day, and you know when they have those throwback games on? I'm not kidding. He full on tomahawk the guy right in the chips. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody did a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you do, eh, Homer? Oh, no, I wouldn't. I, he, he basically, would, what, ended Lindros's career. Korea, knocked out Korea. Korea yeah, he was. And, across the country, he across also the could, ice. He also yeah. could play. He was yeah. a wicked D-man. Yeah. So. Chadsman like yourself. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> whatever. All right, like, all right, like, yeah. Half a Chedsman. <laughs> One-two punch here from uh, Cole. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with a guy who I he was 
I believe, was a captain for many cup teams. Or no, I don't know if they won a cup or not, but yeah, they definitely did. Um, Bobby Clark with the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, Broad Street Bullies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shorts. So, yeah, like I said, he's just a leader. He fought. He did everything. He scored goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, on to my next pick, second round, fifth overall. Um, give me a second here. I'm going to go... Nickname is a huge part of this. Stu the Grim Reaper Grimson. Yep. I mean, it speaks for itself. This guy murdered guys out there. Uh, one of the toughest guys to ever play. And, uh, yeah, I think, like I said, the Grim Reaper speaks for itself. Good one. Yeah. Homer. I'm uh, going to go with uh, gonna go with a uh, good Toronto guy. I think Tommy will be pretty happy with this. Uh, Ty Domi. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Would fight anybody. Didn't Had care how big they were. He was maybe five foot eight. <laughs> yeah. And he would... Spin cycle guys. He fought everybody. Not, oh, everyone. He fought Bird. He did yeah. it all. So, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Five one. That's my, I think he's the all time fight leader, no? 3 3 3. I watched hey, a video. Hey, maybe I. I watched a video I didn't of Max Domi. Yeah. Max Domi <laughs> says Ty Domi signs his autographs with 3 3 3, but beside it. Yeah. <laughs> 333 fights. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Gonna have to fat check well, that. You know, but. He's got a. Big melon on him, so I'm sure. He's a few, oh man, hooks there. Big melon for sure. Okay, Tom, what are you thinking, buddy? Have a look. Have a look. There's a couple ways we could go. Bit. Yeah. I was looking at this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing. That's the problem with this. Well, no, I know, but that's the problem. Maybe there's a flaw in this job. Like, tough guys. Like, there's guys that were tough, but were good at the same time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how I kind of went with that's, Scott Stevens there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Snap it. So. You want that one or the other one? I want that one. Mm-mm. Are you killing disparity me? here. Let's go shot okay. You got to take it, like, half because his name... Let's go Tiger Williams. Yeah, Give nailed. me Tiger Williams. Oh, look at that one. Hold on. Yeah, Fitzy today. Legend of the game. He had he had almost 4,000 penalty minutes. Um, That's a lot. Under, in, a, in under 1,000 games. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm happy with Tiger Williams. <laughs> Three and I. <laughs> Anyone wants it, they can get it. Yeah. Tiger Williams. He did the ride awesome. the stick too, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. So. <laughs> Fist bump. Yeah. Okay. You guys aren't up again, isn't it, Brad? No, it's no, me. Jack. I go back to back yeah. here, eh? Yeah. Um, this may get a little backlash, but I got to go with my Leafs guys. And I just was downstairs playing some pool with old Dino, and I saw one of his photos on the wall. Wendell Clark and Dougie Gilmore. You going double? Double Dion, back oh, to back. I don't Those know about two, Dougie, though. They, there was photos uh, of Dougie. Wendell, he was a tough Just Wendell, I mean, fucking yeah. chucking them, blood everywhere. <laughs> they were the same thing, like you said, hockey players as well. Yeah, they they could play. snap it around. So you're going Wendell and, and Dougie. What a name, Wendell, eh? <laughs> Wendell Clark, he was the captain's you captain, your too. your first child that year, or what? Dougie Gilmore. I don't know about that, but Dougie Gilmore. Okay. Just the photo. I had to go Is both. That, yeah. Oh, that's great. All right. Um, our next pick's going to come in between the pipes. 
I'm gonna go with Ron Hextall. Oh, wow. I didn't think that's where you going. Oh, you want a stick in the face. Ron <laughs> Hextall, <laughs> obviously, one of the craziest goalies of all time. Just going around swinging. He two-handed guys with that piece of lumber. Like, it was n- no tomorrow. Fighting. You got to love it. Uh, very happy so far with our picks. I'm, like, I'm ecstatic. Ron Hextall. Okay, Homer, you got... Uh, you're up here next, bud. Okay. Um, but... For my third pick, I am going with the guy that, uh, here, I'll quote it here, put his body on the line as an insurance policy for 99, <laughs> Dave Semenko. Oh, he good took good, good care of that guy. So been yep. the second best tough guy Gretzky had, though, arguably. Yeah, no, I I like Semenko. He, okay. was, a, he was a Fair great big. Bugger. All right. You throw around. <laughs> okay, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie The Last Gladiators or not. Mm. Oh, great. This good. is oh, a good notable omission from the first three rounds by you guys, but Chris Knuckles. <laughs> Nylon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelson. Good Nylon one. or Nylon, whatever, but yeah. I think if you've watched that movie, again, it speaks for itself. This guy was an absolute nail gun. He's the main character of a movie about hockey fighters. So yep. talk about h- tough guys. That, that's a notable one for sure. Yeah, and then to wrap um, up. Yeah, for my last pick, there's a couple different ones I want to go here. Uh, a couple good nicknames. You know, Razor Ray comes to mind. Sean Avery is a good one that I thought about. I'm going to tip my hand. But I got to go to a good northern boy, Wawa, Ontario, Chris Simon. Oh, long hair edition. Wow. <laughs> also, Sue Greyhound alumni. So there you go. I love that little twist. <laughs> Chris Simon, yeah. Who did he label from behind into like the. Remember that one? He slashed the guy like yes. so bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like right across the back of the neck. Yes. It's yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Just a tad. <laughs> Wow, you, well, you competing, baby. Okay, <laughs> buddy, you can wrap up uh, here now. Um, kind of on the fence. With this no one. idea where he's, what he's doing. Me? Oh, Cole, you have no idea what's going on inside my dome. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want it either. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. You know, I kind of have two like fighters and two guys that I'm gonna try and go with two guys that you know also played significant minutes for their teams. Uh, my last one there, Jim, I'm going to go with Chris Pronger. Ooh. One of the wow. meanest customers. Mm. Yes. You would have went in the corner with him, Paul? <laughs> no, no. no I, I know for a fact you would have. And then he still would have knocked your teeth in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he was a great big monster, tough guy. So I'm going to go with him. And he, he played, you know. He's down to. Yeah. Unbelievable. He was. Arguably great pick. Oh, yeah. I, I think so. Hey, I great so. pick. That's four. Great pick. Happy with my four. Yeah. And then I'm also going to give a shout-out to my trainer, Aaron Downey. Nice. He, uh, he honorable mention. A lot of tough guys. Early and, honorable mention. Yeah, if you ever uh, are looking for something. <laughs> Tipping picks. Yeah. yeah, well, if you're oh, yeah, looking no. for something to go watch, he, he one-punched uh, somebody. In, uh, I forget. Bullerese. One-punched nice. The American Airlines Center. Mike Medell's a thousandth game. Bang! How are you? That's where hey, I'm ended. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I love it. Um, Tom, you go with it. Yeah. We got to go local. There's a, many ways we could have went, but give us 
Eddie Shack. Wow. Yeah, baby. Eddie Shack from Sudbury, Ontario. Mean. Mean. Wolves, too. He was on the wall there. I know. Yeah. Playing there. Yeah, he's (laughs) tough as now. He's a legend. Eddie Shack. Yeah. Legend. Eddie Shack. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Off to Jackal to round it out. Another okay, leaf. I'm nope, but I'm gonna go modern. Um, recently retired a couple of years ago. Big Z. Yep. That motherfucker would ragdoll people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, if you didn't even want to fight, fight anybody, exactly, that was the best part. But he would literally just throw you around. Yeah. So yeah, wow. I think any play or toughness or size here. No, I think but he well, was toughness. Tough. Tough. Yeah, he played with a broken jaw. Uh, no, that is fair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Want to to, like, yeah. Have you ever seen those on YouTube? Yeah, he's nails. He just ran the Boston like, Marathon. Actually. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Make you look like a marshmallow. He can speak like seven languages yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> just amazing. Nails. 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 So, I love uh, it. Uh, honorable mentions, boys. That rounds it up. George uh, Rock. Marcus Fleming. New tough guy. Ryan Reeves is making a name for himself. Gino Ojek is one I want to mention. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. way gave, back a couple years ago, downy. me and my buddies like we found this guy in hockey fights, and he was just a menace out there. So I like that Sean Avery one. Actually, that Sean Avery yeah. one. Yeah. I don't know if he like he's popular oh, now because yeah. social media, but I don't know if he could put ahead of those guys. Twig. Recent yeah. guys too, like Ryan Reeves, Cassian, those kind of guys. John Scott. John Scott. Oh, I love Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> that's my great yeah. one. Downey and John Scott. Yeah, those are my two. Man, there's a big pool of them. There's it a big is. pool, and it's no shortage. It's something that they say is going out of style, but I think you know. No, it, it, well, if you're talking about playing through injuries, Matthew Kachuk. Oh yeah, oh, he's, for sure. he's, he's, a modern, he's a modern tough guy for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah. Ryan Reeves is really making a name for himself. But, yeah, yeah, I was Reeves. more my team, as you can Tom probably Wilson. see, is like. Just fighting. What um who who in Neo was feared in Neo other than Jacob Holmes? So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, Brett, me and you probably have a lot of similar ones, but I remember coming in, especially like watching hockey fights, and we were talking about it on the hockey co- or hockey course, golf course today, like going to Sudbury in my first couple of years like you're looking at guys like Michael Pizzetta the Pilons Macaulay Carson my some teammate tough customers now. right there yeah. very tough guys what about uh, uh, Sean Allen Dan the show walker yeah the sheriff the sheriff Macaulay Carson had one of the best fights ever yeah. all time like fight. on Sportsnet too yeah. first period yeah I have a I'm kind of like Macaulay Carson was Macaulay Carson was the one of the big ones when I was 16, I didn't even... I remember my first exhibition came in Sudbury Community Arena. I was going around the net to pick up a puck. It was a good dumping by uh, McCombville there. I think he teed me up. <laughs> and my stick actually ended up... Macaulay hit me so hard, my stick ended up in the netting. above the glass <laughs> behind the net. Him, uh, Kelton Hatcher. Oh, uh, that was a, a very scary Keaton dude. Keaton Middleton. Yeah, um, yeah. Sag. Sag Captain. Yeah. And then... I, I think I... Yeah. I got or is that his brother? Jack guy there. It's his brother, but he's been right. showing. Big Arbor. Yeah. Arbor. Arbor. Yeah, Arbor yeah, the other sheriff. Yeah. Mark Wi-Fi. Woolley was tough. That's another guy. Talk about points. Like, he didn't put up. Yeah, man. He, he accepted his role. I, I love watching him in Montreal. Yeah. That yeah. Was good, just because it's, you know, we played with him well against him. Small your game after him, eh? Who, me? Yeah. No, no, no. He's uh, a little tougher. A little tougher. 
He's also like four inch tall. Homer's like a hybrid. (laughs) Homer, you chucked that one guy. Homer's got the big body, but nobody wants to go yet. Gloves are cemented on. Cold, man. I'll (laughs) go yet anytime. (laughs) Shout out Curtis Douglas. He's a tough customer. (laughs) I was going to ask him about that one. (laughs) He's a tough customer. Macri, didn't you fight a guy that was like, is that, that the that guy that was like Douglas, six, yeah. seven? He ragdolled me pretty good. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and pretend like I was even in that fight. But we were down. Uh, <laughs> were we down? You, were you on the team at that time? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I you said, even cross and hit that guy. No, I think it was double digits, 10-1. Yeah, and I hit, it was. I hit, I think, Daniel D'Amico uh, from behind. I open, the open ice from behind. So, you know, it's like, it's pretty noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, he shed on me, and I didn't even know what was going on. And he got me down. It was like a lawnmower, like you know when you pull the pull the string to start the lawnmower. It was like that. Down on yeah. What does a hybrid mean? Cool. You're gonna have me up all night. Well, you're all, you got offensive upside, but you're still a big heavy body down low. You know, you're not one or the other. I have a damn. No, versatile. No, we all know that. Fucking jokeville. You're a journeyman. <laughs> I am uh, Mr. Ontario. <laughs> no kidding. Actually, we should look Northern at Ontario. the most someone's been traded. In I am close. <laughs> you got to be close. I am like one two more. away. I, two I, away. I, I go five. Um, start Canmore. the year somewhere Canmore? and then No, Chase deadline. Campbell, I remember. He was traded a bunch, remember? I know Pam has been he traded a lot. Win- what a, Windsor What an ending he had his year this year in Hamilton. He was with, uh, Owen Sound. Was he Owen yeah. Sound? Oh, yeah, he had 40-something points yeah. in the last sure 20 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he had a good year. This guy's got to be right up there. So what, what's the feeling being in a fight on the ice? Like, what's the feeling? Just pure you rage? Yeah, you like, kind of black, dude. I don't know. Yeah. You don't uh, – it's not rage. Like, I don't know, because you talk to the guy after. You're in the box. And like, oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, or yeah. <laughs> whatever. Like, yeah. you, you kind of talk to them after. And yeah, it's not rage. It's yeah. just competitiveness. I mean – you know, it all depends on the reason why you're fighting. I know, mm-hmm. like, I know McCully and Dan Walker there in Oshawa, they talked about it all warm up. Yeah. Like they knew they were going. And it they was, set, the it was set the night before. <laughs> oh, yeah. They hung no. out before the game. Yes. They said, yeah, it was unbelievable. Absolutely. But then there's, you know, mine, my one this year, it was just kind of in the moment and it was no hard feelings. Like, it, no hard feelings. Oh, stop it. You're like opposite of a tough guy right now. You don't have to apologize for fighting somebody. I'm not apologize. I'm just saying it's it's part of the game. It's not. Holy Cole, you start calling you sheriff, stepbrother Jacob Holmes. Yeah, it's a good time. Good time. So I got a question. I got a question for you boys. Um, maybe more for for Cole and Jacko because they're they're removed from the old Homer. You can choose to comment uh, or not. But so we that ta- means put a muzzle on. <laughs> we chatted about this. I'm sick of this. The the CHL is just not. It's not fair across the board in the sense that everyone's running on different rules. Like the dub. I don't know why they, they grow. Band the fourteen year olds come in a little bit. Uh, more mature or something than the other guys, so they get to draft a year earlier. So the kids get to play six years, right? In the dub, no, they no, still play they five. No, they no, they get drafted games. fifteen games. No, they get yeah, but get, it's rarely they ever play. So they get yeah, it's Benzies like they're yeah, the only guy that's ever really. But they pretty much just draft a year early, and then most guys go to midget or yeah. minor midget gotcha. team, or U sixteen or fifteen. Gotcha. Uh, the biggest one is those those two leagues, the Q and the dub, get to trade their first rounders. I don't That's know what crazy. That, I to don't know me, what that. I, it might be like a population thing. Like I don't know. Like if you look at it, maybe Ontario has 
<laughs> way more kids. I yeah. I have no idea why that we can't trade first rounders, but they well, see like you like like can in the third year. Very <laughs> cool. No, like oh, first round draft picks. Yeah. I like that they can't trade first rounders though because it kind of protects the future a little bit. Exactly. Anyways, yeah. you look at Seattle, but then you trade six second rounders Farm away. When is Seattle and Kamloops? When are they going to be relevant again? When they trade a guy away and get them all back, I guess <laughs> yeah. maybe it just works yeah, like that. Bank on. It's uh, like yeah. NBA too. Like uh, OKC has like what, like ten totally first round picks in the next three like, years. I, I don't know. I, it's it's unfair but fair all at the same time. Like because each league's got its own little thing going on. Um, Would you? Guys, I also we're I'd close like, to the queue. Like I, the fifteen-year-old yeah. draft or fourteen? Is it fourteen? It's it's, it's a year earlier. Yeah, it's a year earlier. Fourteen, fifteen. Dubs earlier. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, like us and the queue are similar. It's sixteen, and they actually have like a full-on draft. Yeah, like the NHL. You go, like, like they you go to sit there. Go, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get jersey, yeah, you get jersey, shake hands, shake hands, kiss babies, whatever you gotta do. Yeah. Well, what the queue does. Which isn't really relevant to your question, but so you know when, in terms of NCAA, like you go to an OHL camp or play exhibition game, like your yeah. eligibility's done. Yeah. yeah. So the queue will do that like so much. Like they'll have like 10, 15 guys that will suit up for an exhibition game just in hopes of like making the team. Like usually yeah. OHL. When you play exhibition game, yeah. you're already signed. Like yeah, you yeah. know that you're. They have a commitment to you with with a school package or whatnot. But in Fredericton this year, I went to watch. It was St. John and Moncton, and we couldn't find more than three guys that played the year before. So this is all guys like literally competing for a spot. That's why. So it's almost throwing away their NCAA. Like that's another option. Yeah. Like, so that an, brings up yeah another question. What what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on the whole? Like they're protecting the old doesn't allow. Obviously, you step a, a game in the old queue, whatever, you lose your D1. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that's fair. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like the three leagues. It's, it's fair, but it's unfair. I mean, yeah. If you're a guy that wants to go to school, you obviously want to you like, you, you be able to play and test all your options. And Well, you, wanna, you know, need to I, know your options first. Like, you need to know... Yeah, uh, no, you need sure. to know the consequences of your actions. Like if you suit up in the OHL game, you know. Yeah. Okay, you, you got to set your mind on that. This is what I want to do. There's no turning back, kind of thing. You know. I, it does I make you feel- decide quicker, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, but is that, that's I think a big reason why they do that. Yes. Yeah. I just feel for guys that, like you mentioned, guys that probably not going to sign, but they play exhibition games. They may whatever get a few games in here and there, but. Realistically, they get like three games out of their whole OHL career, and they can't even go D one if they have the chance. Yeah. Like we know a guy. I'm not gonna say his name. He played a couple games in the O, couple exhibition games in the O. Showed up to his D whatever school. Didn't know that he wasn't eligible until they not eligible they until turn they, they turn him around. Wow. Yeah. No, I don't really agree with that. But it's crazy. I mean, you have but to be educated. It's, that's it's, that's also, yeah. it's Isn't like, there a rule where if... Like the 24-hour rule or whatever it is? You're no, talking no, about? no, no, no. It's 48 I'm, hours. Because yeah. you remember... I don't want to say... You don't really need to say his name, but the guy that played for Yuri. Yeah, yeah. Name, so, yeah. Well, yeah. You, yeah. I don't think it's a yeah. secret, but... No, no, like... Swankler, yeah, Austin name, Swankler played. Is that he played, because he took a year off? Well, how no, did he get? It's so the rule I think is every year you play in the O, you have to redshirt a year. 
So he played in the O for one year with Erie, and then it was COVID, so he redshirted pretty much already. Oh, so you can go D1. Yeah, it's you can but just you can't go redshirt for however many years you've yeah, been you junior, can. right? But, but yeah, the trouble is you have to get a, a school to commit to you with them knowing so that you have to redshirt. Before you even play. All right, 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 right. Yeah, so yeah. If, if Homer wanted to go play NCAA, he'd have to redshirt until he's 24. Who wants the 24-year-old Homer that's <laughs> Freshman. sitting? Uh, they'll, love you at 20, they'll love you at 28. You're a man when you're playing at 28, babe. Wow. I wouldn't even <laughs> I don't doing like, your master's, but yeah. I don't know. A doctor. How's the learning doctor? I don't know. It might, yeah. it might like multiply or something because if you play two years in the old, that's not that bad. You're only 17. You can redshirt until you're 20. The good thing is with, with the old, if you play, you get schooling paid for, which is oh, fine. Yeah, they've done yeah. a great but job with that now. They do a fantastic job of that. I just feel for the guys that play like a couple games. Well, yeah, it's all really in your know. contract. Every, every I guess. I call it's it a contract, but an agreement is, yeah, as soon as you step foot on the ice, some guys get their four years right away. Some guys. Like Homer. Uh, yeah, like Homer. <laughs> oh some guys, gosh. like if you step on the ice one year, you'll get one year school paid for. Next year, you have to play a game until you get your second year and so on right, and so right. forth yeah. sometimes if you step on the game or on the ice for one game three it's, you get two years or three like it's all different but you have like it's all about being educated and having the right people around for you to sure. guide you like you don't want yep. you should never step on the ice in an exhibition game if you don't have an agreement in place exactly yeah. and like like you said like well, that one guy that played a couple like that one guy that played a couple games how do you exempt it. him yeah. and then not exempt other guys like you have to like you have to you gotta keep fair. it you gotta keep yeah. it fair yeah. now back to what you said about like the three leagues and how you know some people think one's you know better, it could yeah. be unfair yeah. or yeah. one's better than the other for example like you know Seattle had what I think seven or eight first rounders in the NHL <laughs> I think seven to nine something like that a while I, I don't know the exact number and you know Quebec and they draft earlier right and people think that's unfair Quebec takes it this year Four, what, four, what, four years in a row. Four years in a row. Q, and everyone kind of kind of leans towards the opinion that the Q is the weakest of the three. Oh, no. They, but, they've had some great teams. Yeah. Was uh, just backtracking here a little bit uh, to, to our boy Macker. Macker, Lake Superior State ever uh, knock on your door? Kick tires? Yeah. They yeah. did, oh, eh? Yeah. yeah. They, so me, Baber, and Porco, like, they really tried to recruit us hard. Cool. They actually, they do. I'm not going to knock them. Like, they have some really high-end people that um, run the hockey program over there. Obviously, it's a pretty decent school from what I've heard, but um, it's it's not a knock on them yeah. by any means. But I was just like always when, wondering because you guys are all from the yeah, Sioux. Yeah, when we're 15 years old, like, obviously, you have high aspirations. When you think about college hockey, you think about, you know, Boston University. Right, right. So, like, those kind of schools, right? Yeah. So, um, by the time, like, I never got to the point where I had to make a decision on a school because obviously I was with the Greyhounds right out of the mm. gate. But um, yeah, no, they they recruited pretty hard and they did a good job. Like I said, they had a lot of um, high end people and knowledgeable uh, hockey minds over there that um, definitely put together a decent uh, decent pitch on um, getting guys over there. And they've had a couple good years in a row. I think um, COVID year, the year after they won their league and were in the uh, Frozen Four tournament there. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good program. I know a couple guys over there now. I remember that? That was sweet. Yeah, was sweet no, they love it. They got a good little barn over there too. Yeah, I heard the, the age-old question in the Sioux is who would win between the Greyhounds and the Lakers, and 
I'd love to find. They out, should make honestly. that like a little series. That'd be yeah, electric. I don't know if there's rules behind that or not. Sixteen-year-old, twenty-five-year-old. teeth punched yeah. in. Underground game over at the Rankin Arena in the Sioux or something. No <laughs> cameras or anything. Uh, cold rink, rink, yeah, cold Ooh. chilly, chilly. Yeah. Um, one more question before we get in the golf the golf talk. Um, we chatted about the Memorial Cup format. Do you guys like it? Would you change it? Thoughts? Jack, who do you want to start? You, you, know, you keep going, homie. <laughs> yeah, I know you got to put a muzzle on me. I get a little carried away. Um, I like it. Yeah, you know, I think they play a lot of hockey. We talked about like doing series and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's a lot of hockey. <laughs> Way by the time too you much get there. going on, and, yeah. and it's hard with the three leagues. You take three winners, and then you got to play a series. How are you going to? Yeah, really I think it, I I like it actually. I think it's great. You Do get you like to play the whole every... team aspect. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you can put a good uh, application together and you know get it for your city or whatever, I think you know you deserve it. Yeah, I I think that you know if you're out in a specific round, maybe you shouldn't. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, like, I mean that's tough. You know what I mean? St. John's Sea Dogs? Yeah. I also no no. Shout Shout out Gardner yeah. McDougall. Yeah, that's just that, you Good know. Boy. I, I, I like gold. the format though. Like you I win do, your yeah. league, you have to play every team. Like it's it's. I think it's pretty hard to get knocked out in the round robin. Like this year we saw a tie break. Like which, every team which essentially like made too. it through. So like you you earn your spot into the semis or by to the finals. I think in, it's fair. Uh, Quebec yeah. Case. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that there's a way that you can make it better. Like Maybe it. once you get to the playoff portion, you go two out of three. But like like you but, said, those guys play so much hockey at that point. And last I, year the tournament was late June, like July. So I think it's pretty pretty good. Yeah. And also like what you said, I like that. They have tiebreakers, not just coming down like mm-hmm. goals for and against. Yeah, yeah that like, was good. Like this year, play a game to figure it out. Like get that extra game in. That's not gonna make or break it for the guys, you know. And how many tournaments have we all been in as a kid growing up that you're three zero and one and you lose on a tiebreaker yeah. or, go, or sorry goals against? Yeah. Another thing I, I like about the tiebreaker, and this is the coach of me coming out, is second and third home ice advantage, last change. So I thought that's a cool part of it too, because even if you know fourth seeds out. Second and third, like you mentioned, Brett, have a game to play, but also home ice. So it's like, can the third actually squeak in? And I know, obviously, having last change matters huge in a game like that. It's just one yeah. game. Especially when you get to that. like you and, know, You've well, played three months of playoff hockey. All your guys are tired. Exactly. You want to get the right changes. And the first seed, uh, who got it this year? Quebec? Quebec. Quebec. Yeah, they, had like five days, they had five days off. Yeah. Yeah, Another great that, point. Was, that was nuts. You, 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 you do well in the round robin. You reward it because some guys get rest. And then... You let everyone else fight it out and hurt each other up or whatever, yeah. get some injuries. Not saying hopefully, because but you know if a good player gets hurt or whatever, then green light. You you had five six days of rest, and yeah. that's how you win the ship, which they did. So, so a lot of hockey, right? Those guys played back to back to back on on the tiebreaker, right? So when they got to Quebec, whoever was toast, I forget, was it Seattle? Seattle. Yeah. So I don't know if you give them a day break or whatever, but um, what. So lots of hockey, a lot of back to backs. What was the craziest three and three swing on your schedules? Well, I'll just, oh. the Sioux never had three and threes. We no, would, you guys. We would always leave. We would practice Wednesday morning. Yeah, we leave, three and fours, and then you really play nice. Thursday, but. Friday, Saturday off, Sunday come back. Because our besides Sudbury and Sag, we were always seven hours plus. So. We I never had to encounter that. Luckily, the classic. 
one for the Sudbury Wolves anyway. I like, yeah, I agree with or, you. Like, the Sioux was always yeah, it was always four. three and four. Um and maybe because of how rest. deep you guys like we would leave day before the game. Yeah. Play the game, play the next game, day off on Saturday. We yeah. go Thursday, Friday, Saturday <laughs> off, Sunday at two o'clock. Right. Be home at well. Crack ass at dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go to high school. <laughs> I wasn't too happy about, but Cole yeah. liked to drag me out by my collar and yeah. the dog. Yeah. Uh, Sudbury was, we had one, and it was a, it was always a Friday. Well, actually, we only did this once, and it was the COVID year because they were trying to get it all in. We did Peterborough, Kingston, Ottawa. Oh. Three in three. Those aren't close cities either. Uh, one for two. <laughs> I actually, I had one weekend in Suds where we went Oshawa, Barrie on the road and then came home in Niagara Sunday. That was my actually only three and three. That happened a lot. Niagara always played Sunday at two o'clock. Three and threes. Three and threes. You never experienced one of those, Cole? You never had threes? Yeah. We had one our first year, remember? After Christmas. We had at home Sag Flint or Flint Sag. Okay. That was when we were on the wind streak there. Yeah. But the worst road trip I had was we went Sioux to Erie on Thursday. Yeah. We drove Sioux to Erie, so that's like 13 hours. At all the way down through Michigan, Ohio. And then, so you play in Erie the next night in Kitchener, which is a five-hour drive. We stayed overnight in Niagara, which is not quite halfway. Yeah. And then... So that's a long two days. And then we play in Sarnia, which is, what, two and a half or two from... That is all over the place. That's wild. Because at least our first year, we did, like, what was it? Like, Erie, Niagara, Hamilton, which is at least... That's standard, though. But I'm saying, like, that's... Yeah, that's normal. That's at least all in a line. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's wild, but I always... Well, I was always fascinated by the three and threes. There was a guy, I can't... Because I know Jeffrey Boudreau was his name. There's a guy on Twitter, anyways. He broke down the kilometer, oh, like yes. kilometers what? traveled in a year per team, yeah, like per team, and it was uh, my away year. So this was gonna be a year, lot. We, we were, were first. By we were mile. first. We were like eighteen thousand kilometers in yeah. the year, and the next closest was thirteen thousand. Because your closest city is Suds, right? It's Suds, Suds and then Sag, Sag is and like Flint. three and a half, four, and then Flint. It's like five ha- or yeah. North Bay. Who we actually like five. we crossed over in the east only for North Bay and Barry once for whatever reason. But other than that, yeah. it's seven plus. So yeah, yeah. yeah anywhere said, else is yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about it. like if one of those if a Suds ever were to move because obviously whatever arena situation we're just talking crazy hypotheticals. But if a Suds a Suds were to leave, that's probably it, right? For the Sioux. If the Suds were to leave, if a Sudbury left, would that be it for the Sioux? Like, like in terms of like existence? Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. Like, no, they probably we, exist, but I'm saying like they'd lose a ton of games. Oh, we well in a normal year, what do we play Suds for? Or no, I four guess you guys are in different conferences. Like, yeah. we're different conferences. But we yeah. play them. We play silly. them like they're in our division. <laughs> yeah, we, like it's, we play them the same. It's so time. weird. At least, it's, yeah. It's, that it's, COVID it, year was silly. Yeah, we played each other ten times. We played each other. Six already. I get traded. Yeah. I need to see you guys four more times. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a, I tell you. It's, uh, it's wild. But most of those games are always on Wednesday, too. Right, right. Yeah, the Wednesday. Yeah. Scheduling is obviously extremely Can't get up difficult. to this one, boys. Don't blame you. Yeah. No, scheduling is always extremely difficult. Yeah. Different teams have preferred home dates right. and everything. So, obviously, like if the Sioux had a chance to pick for anybody, it would be Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Maybe third, like Wednesday. Night yeah, is yeah, just yeah. kind of awkward, but it's something that is established now. Yeah. I'm sure it is in Sudbury, too. But yeah. Well, we played Sudbury and Sag on Wednesdays all the yeah, time. Yeah, because they're the closest. Exactly. Yeah. Like, think about if you're what? London, per se, or even Kitchener, like you're 15 minutes from Guelph, an hour from London, hour from Hamilton. Like, there's there so many nothing. teams that you can play That's, on any day of the week. Yeah, the so, Northern Swing, she's tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no kidding. Let me tell you about the Northern Swing. I know swing, a lot man. of guys that, <laughs> that I live with at school and talk to that just hate coming up to the Sioux, just, and Sudbury for that yeah. matter, but... Yeah. Just so far, like they're not used I, to living in hotels. I didn't like they spend maybe like under five or six nights in a hotel. That's and a good point. Because like, I know Barry in Mississauga was like three nights or something like that. Like it's really. Yeah. I I got a little appreciation for doing a northern swing like <laughs> trade to Windsor. Yeah. Well, didn't you have oh, that's deep. We, yeah, we had so we played North Bay Thursday night. They scored with like twenty seconds left. We lost by one. Yeah. And then we played the next night in Sudbury. That was in homecoming. Day, but it was, <laughs> that was homecoming. We lost. That was Mark Stall night. Nope. Nope. No, I wasn't there for Mark Stall. No. No, that was a okay. couple nights before. I think we were right kind of smack in between Mark Stall and Bucky's. Mm. Bucky's one mm. uh, G. Shout out Bucky. Shout yeah. out Bucky. One of the best to ever do yeah. it. Um, and then we played in the Sioux on the Sunday, and uh, yeah. we got two there. But that was uh, we. Oh, I was sucking wind. Wow, that was a long weekend. Uh, you guys got smoked by the Sioux too late in the season. Oh yeah, no, we we. Well, that was a story for another time, man. <laughs> you had we, Owen Alar um, doing the gritty out of the bench. Oh yeah, no, he 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 nailed it. I I remember sitting there watching. Just, you, <laughs> you scored a breakaway you're goal. You're so mad, the, but the, yeah, to make it like eight one. Yeah, but what's Thanks, the guy on your team that was gritting after every Rod Rod? Uh, yeah, D, so he. That was his oh, that was trademark. a Swiss guy. Yeah. That was his guy. Yeah. Yeah. The World Junior, a great so. player. Good old Gritty. Yeah. yeah. What a set of mitts. No kidding. Look like me out of the bunker today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Smooth. Yeah. Smooth criminal. Smooth operator. What is it? Smooth, smooth operator. operator. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Macker. Wild. Listen, lay you down tunes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Oh. I love it. Um, I'm just, but I got so many questions. Now they just popped into my head. Macker, on minor hockey, actually, for the Sioux. Because we talked about it. Because Sudbury always bounces back from one or two teams, right? So if there's one team in North Bay who's now folding a ton of AAA teams, now it becomes these two-team leagues. It's kind of like Fugues. Like, it sucks. So, like, a team like the Sioux or a city like the Sioux, like, I don't know where they would go. Like, Minor hockey, it's tough. Like, yeah. uh, like they got the Sioux. I don't know if there's anything in the states wise, but like, I don't know. It well, why don't just play more tournaments? Like, it's crazy. Well, I, I guess I I can add a lot to that question. I guess yeah. so. In our first, well, when I was coming up, so when we we're nine and ten in Adam, we'd obviously compete in the NAHA, but it wasn't a league. So it'd be those tournaments at the end of the year. Right. Like we play each other at like regional tournament silver. champions. Yeah, 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 like regional silver stick. We see teams like Valley East back in the day, Nickel City, Sudbury. Um, but we the league we played in was the NIHL, so Northern International Hockey League. So it was the Sioux, the Sioux Lakers had like a junior team, Petoskey, Marquette, 
um, a bunch of the, those teams. I mean, we <laughs> we killed them like <laughs> super bad. Yeah. But, um, and then to other point of your question, so when my brother he played minor midget in his year, and they didn't have a league, like so That's he was wild. true. You what's minor midget? You fifteen or you sixteen? You sixteen. Yeah, so he was U sixteen, and they didn't have a northern NOHA loop. Right. So they were literally like I would want to ask him the exact number of days, but they were going up to Thunder Bay to play like exhibition That's insane. exhibition weekends. Like in middle hockey season when usually you're in full swing going to Sudbury North Bay doing whatever. They were on tournaments like they were never home. Yeah. The home weekends they'd have would be against exhibit like like with double A? Like Sudbury did that where they did like a year up double A. No, just yeah, tournaments. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah, like their local games were against like the major midget U18 yeah. double A teams. So like that would be kind of what it would look like if there wasn't no or was like there wasn't no uh, NOHA for mm-hmm. minor midget or whatever. But um, there definitely should be a, at least three or four teams. Two in Sudbury helps like for travel wise. Like yeah, for travel. It's and crazy. Geographically, it's hard in the first place though. Like yeah. Like we said in the oh, like it's still hard. It's three hours closest game. It doesn't change for minor hockey. It's yeah. not like there's a team in Blind River, which would be great. Yeah, or Wawa or anything. Okay. But so it's Thunderdome, Sioux yeah. Sudbury, North Bay, Timmins, and then Cavascasing. Yeah, New Liskard too. New Liskard, yeah. Yeah, the but GNML. That's so much that's, travel. It's yeah. so expensive but that's still, for parents. Yeah. Like, the, the Sioux's done now. They just got rid of minor midget, right? They just yeah, play U18s, U18, which yeah. I think is the way to go yeah. in the situation. Well, I think this year, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, yeah U18. U18, because what's the name? Cheroni came out of that. A bunch of guys came out of that yeah. team. They were studs. Um, Tom, yeah? Combining the, the U16 and the U18 team, it's like you get the core guys of U16 players that probably will get drafted regardless. And they play with older guys that are like maybe missed out, but can like we mentioned glue guys that can like train these young kids to and gentlemen and play the right way. Exactly. You mentioned Homer when you came to the Sioux the first time. You were like with Jackal and these older guys made you more mature, right? So it like, kind of helps yeah. in a sense. Quebec has done this forever. Yeah, they, that's all they have. Yeah, all they have. Right. Yeah. So it's like I. Well, I've in the north, there, when actually, it's yeah. hard to like make a U sixteen and U eighteen team. Yeah. U18 team competitive so it's like combine the best five or six U16 players with the core U18 guys that you know yeah. come back and play midget rather than and junior correct me if I'm wrong like what I've been hearing around the Sioux yeah so you know how moving to other teams like down south like what I did like getting releases was mm-hmm. so difficult like my parents went through a lot of stuff they didn't do the traditional like super against the law whatever like it worked out. Anyways, apparently those rules don't exist now. Like, apparently you could just go anywhere. Free so, yeah, free kind of like that. Yeah. It, so it's coming up. I don't like think they don't need. Stopped. They don't read. <laughs> Mom and daddy don't gotta get divorced anymore. No, no yeah, that's like what I'm the, saying. The like my parents, or, my parents didn't do the quote unquote fake divorce. Well, it's actually like, crazy because like some they made parents, it work the hard way because it was like super hard to get all their releases. Yeah, and some some parents actually only when we were going through it actually had to move a dad or a mom for work yeah, yeah. and purposely like ship them out yeah no that was the stuff that i exactly, was saying like yeah. they didn't Fre- they freedom didn't of movement is that. a thing it probably will be established soon because there's i think it is though because like it's an a lot of yet. kids in the sioux are leaving like just easily gone. so yeah. that makes the u18 program a lot harder to well we fill just and make competitive which is important me and chim just finished coaching this year well the u15 team and there's a handful of them on the sioux that are studs ohl picks for oh, sure yeah, and they're yeah. all going to pittsburgh 
yeah. these guys yeah, are going to the states them, like yeah. right away. But it's like, that's and I, and I, did, right? and that's yeah. a question I actually had for I asked these two on the way up. It's like, why are these kids from the north? yourself going away though like that's the sad part about northern yeah, ontario hockey of, right i'm kind of yeah can't be a guy to look and it worked out for you though but it's like is there a way maybe we can fix our system somehow that to like make people from toronto come here man it's like will that ever happen i doubt it but our thing too is like if you're that dominant in the north, like you should get recognized anyways. Where it's like, do That's you really? Been the thing, yeah. Do you really have to go move away or like? No, like you know what I mean? from in my case, like good prime example. Like I moved away to Kitchener. Cam Baver stayed here. Yeah. We he got drafted two rounds ahead of me. We both had great careers. Now we're in the same spot. Whatever. It like it, there's no right or wrong way. Like for me at that point, it just felt like the right decision. When I talked to my parents and the people down there in Kitchener, that turned out to be great like they taught me how to play hockey in a different way and honestly i thought i wouldn't have made the sue the next year if it wasn't for that but there's no right or wrong way tom i like looking yeah. back like i agree like people should stay in the north right. and make this league competitive and make it easier on everyone involved like it, mm-hmm. kids moving away isn't easy on the team the teammates friends family the league like noha has to deal with a lot of stuff to just yeah. move these kids in general so and um yeah I had the opportunity of coaching Team NOHA this past year, and I had a lot of conversations with the coaches there. Not a there, big deal. And not a big deal. <laughs> a little bit of a bump there. Yeah, yeah that's the uh, the blue silver bullets talking there. But no, um, what <laughs> that was a good one. What I wanted to say is like a loads. A way to make our league competitive, and I've had a lot of conversations about this. Is like Team NOHA always gets into OHL Cup. We all know that. Yeah. But. If there was a way that these really good double-A players from GTHL that got cut from the triple-A teams, if they had a freedom of movement to come down here mm-hmm. and make the triple-A group stronger this way, have an opportunity for these guys that got cut, maybe based on politics in the GTHL, come down here, earn their spot, go to OHL Cup, maybe get drafted. Uh, like, And the other thing is maybe make Team NOHA a year-long team. Make them together since September. Make them a host team in Sudbury. I heard that idea thrown around when I was coming up. Where NOHA, so they make it central, right? So instead of, like, for me, for example, like, instead of moving eight hours away to Kitchener, I'd move three hours away to Sudbury. Like, that would be most central. All the boys. Right. You get your chemistry. And that's the issue with Team NOHA not maybe making the quarterfinals ever yeah. is because the chemistry is not there. Because well, yeah, these, you practice for a week before. Like a week right. before. No, right? at the end of the day, it's like we're already behind the eight ball with geography, population, yeah. everything. Like you can't compete with Toronto. Like n- no. we're never going to do that. You're never going to compete with the Golden Horseshoe, Niagara, Sarnia, Kitchener. No. Like you're never going to do that. It's just... Kids leaving does not help whatsoever, no, and I'm a hypocrite saying that because I did it. But um, <laughs> I wish one day we could get to the point where Sue yeah. has a great team, Sudbury yeah. has a great team, North Bay, Timmins. I like just that think make, like even defending some guys great. in down south. I just and Homer, you're from down there. It's just like some of these guys that don't get make their AAA teams, like the core top ten. Yeah of Ontario AAA teams like there's probably good double A guys that just maybe go play high school after bring them down here absolutely some sort of attraction like I don't know well the thing that tough I, sell though it is a tough sell like I get that. the thing that I really liked was um well we talked there's two things the one 
we talked about Thunder Bay yes. getting into the GTHL. They're flying with Air Canada. That that's awesome for them. But another thing was Team NOHA had red and white, and they play in the Under Armour Showcase for the OHA. Yes. So I I remember like right, right, we right. we hosted it like York Simcoe hosted it um, my year. It's you know usually at a rink with like four or five pads, whatever they can do. And I I remember like Matir and Giroux, they all came and they they played and it was awesome. Like you know scouts got to see them and um, you know fit in and they you know beat teams in the OHA. Like it, I just feel like they sh- they should do more of that. You know Marley's yeah. tournament. Um, Silver stick. I feel like they should have a team. Silver or even stick. now, that, now we got the the, the, the juice is flowing here. Yeah. It's just, but maybe it's just hard to do that because it's so expensive. Like, I give my parents a lot of credit. Sure. Every other parent that raises hockey kids in Northern Ontario, Sault Ste. Marie, more than Sudbury. Like, think about how much a coach bus costs. Think about how much hotels cost. And this is every weekend. Not pretty also much. on like, top of just your hockey yeah, fee in general. Yeah. So a hockey fee in Toronto, yeah, like, I don't know, I don't know what it is nowadays, four or five thousand dollars. Yeah. But just no, for the hockey, yeah, 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 true. In the Sioux, then you add on top coach bus fees, um, hotels, equipment. Like you're talking a lot of money, and especially over four, five, six years now that the standard is you have like if your kid doesn't play AAA for X amount of years, like that's just society now. Like people, like. Or I would say too, like if you don't play AAA for eight years, you're not "quote unquote" gonna make it. Or that's just the standard now. It's so much money, like yeah, and it's all year round too. It's like if your kid's not skating every day throughout the whole summer, he's not gonna get drafted. But it's like Larry, kids still need to be playing sports and doing other things than just hockey. So that's why a northern league makes it. I mean, it's still expensive, but it makes it a lot less cheaper. So a bus ride to Sudbury and back is a lot less cheap. Then Toronto and back, Ottawa and back, the states and back. You guys know what I'm saying. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's uh, an opportunity where you can have your teams in the league. Maybe you have your two Sudbury teams, a Sioux team, and if North Bay wants to put a team in, but maybe you have NOHA run through the year where they go and play those tournaments that maybe the the club team would go and play. You know what I mean? Like, like you'd have NOHA Silver Stick. Yeah, like. The team NOHA team would play like the tournaments where your normal club team yeah. would go I mean, and play. Maybe. Well, that. So now, are you going to throw a team NOHA on all levels? Like, the, yeah, that's a great, it's a great question. It's a great question. Yeah, I and think then, they would just do minor point, like, like they do the showcase. This is the problem I see with that. Like, if you're in minor Bantam and your kid doesn't get taken for this team in OHA and he doesn't he misses out on silver stick the next year he's gonna be like okay what's the point of me playing triple a paying all this money if i'm not gonna be able to be seen on the highest stage that he could like Mm -hmm. so no i and i like how we're flowing ideas and the inside knowledge on this yeah i'm I'm just i'm just talking (laughs) about my foot here i'm not making so it's been experienced northern boys i I believe it's been proposed before for u16 for team Northern Ontario to have just one whole time team city, like a you know, everyone come to Sudbury, yeah. everyone come to Sioux, make one team. It would be Sudbury. I think Hockey Canada actually got involved and said, they you know, Alliance it? GTHL won't like that because the team will be too good. No, that would just stop you. True, it would be a lot more like these, these smaller tournaments that Team NOHA can get in, maybe not the Marlies and the early bird that like the top end teams go, but like if Team NOHA host just goes to like the Peterborough tournament yeah. and wins it, and there's like top 25 teams there and they just start waxing teams i get that but you go to ohl cup maybe not do as well 
But if you have them for the whole year, I get it, and maybe they do better. The other thing is, um, what was I supposed to say? Maybe GTHL players will start to realize that Team NOHA always has an in for OHL Cup. Mm-hmm. And some of these guys in their draft year go to teams that are going to be loaded and probably win their league to get the OHL Cup. Because yeah. as you guys know, OHL Cup's huge. Mm-hmm. Tons of scouts, coaches, whatever. So it's like maybe if Toronto players start realizing it, this is the attraction part I was telling you about. They're like, if Team NHA always gets in and they're always host, and I'm not, I'm not always host, always gets a ticket in, I'm going to go play there. I'm going to move the suburbs. You're saying if there's one team all if year. If there's one team all year, they always get their uh-huh. ticket in. I'm in like, Barry. I'm going like to go down that, three hours. I feel like in that case, if it was a Team NHA, you'd have to legitimately be from Northern Ontario, no? Like, that, wouldn't that not be the whole, yeah. pra- the whole yeah. idea of is it of it is to keep northern kids in the north so so i know what you're saying like yes. yeah no so hotel here's, cup is huge here's, and, yeah. here's the other hamster wheels turning here boys how you doing over there brett brett's, good. brett's good. doing good homer listen you, to this one yeah no just listen. this is just a Macro, this, 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 snapping it. this this is actually solely for macker because macker's a first ballot hall of famer to this one right here you're from the sioux you go down south to play team noha goes to OHL Cup, I'm going to have one team from Northern Ontario all year, blah, blah, blah. Guys that go down to Toronto, you know what? Go play. But you can come back oh. and play for Team NOHA for the OHL that's Cup. That's trouble right there. Could be trouble. Well, wait, trouble. that happened for Gold Cup. You cannot It happened that. for Gold Cup. That's why they got rid of it. But Team NOHA has never advanced to the quarterfinals. Think of it, if they kept it the same, guys that, okay, you know what? You don't want to play here for Capascasing or GNML or whatever. Go there, but when you're ready and your season's over, come in February and March and I come represent Team NOHA. That would be allowed, though. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just shooting ideas here. And I here. don't think anybody would be happy with that. No. no, Except for the kid and his family. Exactly. Which is like two or exactly. three guys. But a, yeah. a way to make Team NOHA possibly more competitive is like... I don't... like. To make them more competitive at the tournament isn't a matter of bringing kids back. It's yes. stopping them from going in the first place. Yes. So you have to entice them to stay and to commit to that, that before I they ever that. leave to go down so south. Here's my question. And maybe you guys can answer Rally this. For caps me. Rally <laughs> caps activated. This like it's turned into a Joe Rogan podcast right here. Um but OHL Cup, Gold Cup, basically by then, correct me if I'm wrong, yes. scouts basically have an idea of who, Who's who? they want to take. Well, Gold, gold, gold Cup's after the draft. Okay. Yes. That's for Hockey Canada. Perfect. Perfect. It's, it's non-existent anymore. Though. Non-existent anymore. Right? They don't do it anymore? Don't That's do it anymore. right. It's really? okay. Oh, yeah? So I coach OHL, hey, coach OHL <laughs> Cup. Not Gold Cup. <laughs> so OHL Cup, basically, yeah, they're yeah. just showing up to see well, maybe they get a surprise. Is that... More or less, like I'm sure for guys in the north, though, like, right. it's a big deal. Like this it's is huge, this yeah. is the first, maybe the only weekend all year where they know scouts will be there every single game, every single shift. Yeah. I was gonna say you maybe get like a bump up in the draft. Like yeah, no surprises for sure. If but you they perform have a really well. good idea, really who's good, good idea. and who's um, one prime example, McGuire, goaltender here for the Sioux. Maybe wasn't on many OHL teams' radar. Went to OHL Cup, had like 45 plus saves. Each game and stood on his head. Seventh round pick. What about uh, our year? Reese Forehand, two goals in the finals for York Simcoe. Second round pick. Second round of North Bay. Wasn't 
the I'm grade sure, wasn't I'm sure you wouldn't have been yeah, that. I, yeah, I only yeah. remember that, actually. Yeah. I, I'm obviously not Who? as <laughs> tenured as you guys. Yeah. <laughs> RF, baby, Reese Warren. Can you cut that out? <laughs> no, no. We're good. Um, good good snapping around, guys. I like minor hockey yeah, talks. Let's keep it going. What, what else no, do you have? No, no, here, here, no, no, here's no this more one. Minor no more minor hockey. No more minor hockey. You don't you know, know, you know, want to change it up? No more. No. I will, uh, I'm good on the north. Okay, no, no more maybe north talk, but after you guys are all said and done, maybe having families, kids, and that, will you guys coach? Get behind behind the bench. Oh, Jack, I like that. Jack, Jack, you, is there. this on? Yeah, I think it's on. Jacko, you can go first if you'd like. <laughs> I, like I'm not like you, Tom. I don't think I don't see myself coaching until maybe I do have kids. Um, I would maybe coach them when they're younger. I kind of like where you kind of keep the parents separate once they get older and more competitive. Don't have any of the politics with like other parents and that decision making. So maybe when he's a little squirt and timid, but that's mm, about yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. That would be fun to see. Yeah, the little guy grow up, play, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's that's a it's lot. a lot of commitment, especially. It's, it's a lot of commitment, and it's a lot of no. I mean, it's a lot of BS. BS on the side too. Yeah. Underappreciated. Yeah. 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 I, I Tom say, deserves. I say a, this now. Hey, I mean, great. <laughs> I say this now. I don't know how I'll actually feel if or when that day comes that I. Uh, oh, it's gonna come. Many homers <laughs> running around, <laughs> but um, do not come. <laughs> Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I right now I don't think I will. Um, my dad was always really good at just you know keeping life separate between hockey and at home, and never really gave me too much of a hard time at all, really. And he you know, dropped me off, and he'd sit in the parking lot and play Clash of Clans or whatever was going on on the old uh, phone there, and pick me up, take me home, just make sure you have fun. That's really it. I don't, I don't know. I don't think. Yeah. I, I don't think I get. But I I mean I say that now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, good stuff. Um, okay, boys. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Uh, there, we got a great match coming up here at the old Crimson Ridge. Um, Tom and I. So basically, Macker, I've said this multiple times today. If we win, we've conquered the Sioux. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's gonna enough. hurt for you. That is, it's gonna sting bad if I win. But like I was saying earlier. Positive thoughts. I'm going to tell myself and I'm going to tell Brett before Especially we go to bed Brett. tonight. Especially Brett. We are going to win tomorrow. We are. And this He's is a Messier guarantee. We, <laughs> we will win tomorrow at Crimson Ridge Golf Course yep. in Sault Ste. Marie. Bucket and, and Brett, bucket. Are, we're going to have a little bit of a video session tonight. Go over the, the layout of the course. I'm going to tell him green light, red light, maybe yellow if you want it. It all depends. Okay. Okay. Course management's going to be a big part nice. of the game tomorrow. Tom, we've never played. <laughs> and I am and pumped to get my green jacket on and get in the booth and cheer you boys on. gentlemen, please welcome to the tea, Muggsy McKay. <laughs> <laughs> With his three iron. He's coming out early tomorrow. Three iron, 305 yards down the pipe. <laughs> it's a wild three rumor has it it's still floating Laurentian parking lot that's for sure for sure maybe a couple through a couple windows for sure um, so Crimson Crimson it's going to be electric um, a little more fair I don't know this when, time when this too. recording will be up but you'll obviously see the results of what happened but uh, but yeah it's going to be electric okay boys well listen awesome thank you a lot for uh, giving your time Mac thanks for having the boys listen we started this podcast 
never thought we'd have you know this is the reason why we do it make good friends along the way macri would have never met you through jacko homer same thing homer we just dm homer Captain of the Wolves. Talk. Yeah, and then oh, and then we made <laughs> Zane. Yeah, hey? and then we made a little connection uh, with Maca there, and here we are, Bob's your uncle. So oh, thanks a lot, boys. Great. We appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. The boys are regional now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, uh, thanks for having us on. Thanks, Macker, for the the host. Yeah, opening yeah. opening the door like always. Anytime, boys. Yeah, thanks, Lennis. Shout out to our Aurora's Pizzeria. Yeah, yeah. What a pie! Wow, <laughs> and Hawaii, yeah, Hawaii, yeah, yeah. Pino sausage, yeah. <laughs> good stuff.